0: Jack, what are you doing here, man? Oh, fuck you, snot rag. Let's book. Well, don't call me that, all right? My last name's Hanky. All right, Hanky. Don't even have a spaz. Come on, bro. Let's get us some booty.
1: Episode four of the Mezzanine Sleepover, the little tack action. <laughs> we have some tack action. We have some young MC. Classic start. Come on, <laughs> very good start. Well done. Uh, and for the first time, we've got. We've got a, whoa, get that down. Ooh. look at you. spoiler al- the gun. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. alert. Uh, we Talk. got five <laughs> washed. We have a, a, a very special guest for the first time on uh, on Mezzanine Sleepover. We've got. What name do we go with? AB, AB Squared. AB Squared. What's <laughs> up? So we've got AB Squared. Uh, also to us, as we referenced him like over the years, Ali O'Gratton. I finally made oh. it all the way up the stairs, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the Outsider, the Backyard Beats, <laughs> Miles High, Skip. Uh, yeah. Also, also, all sorts of nicknames. Uh, Alio O'Gratton, who we used to, he we went to university with, and we uh, did some backyard wrestling with.
0: Very exciting stuff.
1: And we were ever and Husky the Musky was one of my all time favorites. Yeah, we went up to
0: Kenora, yeah. and uh, that <laughs> we could do a podcast on that trip.
1: <laughs> we went up to Kenora, and then uh, while we were wrestling out in front of Husky the Musky, what was the guy's name? Do you remember the hitchhiker? Jimmy. Oh. Oh. Jimmy the hitchhiker. Sure. Yep. So this this hitchhiker who we saw as we were going into Kenora, kind of got into town <laughs> and is strolling along the main drag and stops and watches the main us, drag the, in Kenora. Oh, whatever the, <laughs> the thing that goes drag. by. Thing that goes by Husky with the Muskie, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, stops and watches wrestle the whole event, joins us for dinner. And then uh, he's <laughs> like, I guess I'm going to head back to BC. So he caught a ride with me. Yep. And uh, Alio O'Gratton over here. Yep. And a few other people. You stayed in Kenora. You can tell us the story of what happened in a sec. Uh, I, uh, I
0: did. In a sec? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, we get back to uh, Winnipeg and Jimmy stays over at Alistair's place and uh, he uh, gets his. Uh, he had some stuff with him, which I believe your brother stole. Uh, maybe, maybe. At least that's the story.
2: At, at the time, my brother also had a couple other people sleeping in our place. <laughs> the guy's name—no word of a lie—was shit. <laughs> Best name that ever. Was his name? Chris McDonald, A.K.A.
1: Shit. Yeah, and uh, so
2: when you've got characters like that around, things go missing. Yeah, yeah, and, I can uh, imagine. So Jimmy things went
1: missing, but I think for the price of a ride home and a place to stay, I think sure. you just said, okay, we broke the yeah, Not too bad. Meanwhile, in Kenora, well, we
0: decided to stay because we were. Well, the plan was to camp, right? So we all we brought. I don't know what we thought we were doing. I don't know if we brought much camping supplies, but we go to the to the campground and it's full. So we're like, you know, the plan then was then to go home. So me and uh, Johnny Superb and uh, and Kamikaze Kyle. Said, no, fuck that. We're staying. We're staying. We're going to go...
2: Renegade. We're going to
0: go sleep in the gazebo at Beaver Lumber. (laughs) (laughs) And we told people all night that we were going to be at I remember
1: that. We're going to be sleeping in the gazebo at Beaver Lumber. I remember driving around Kenora and obsessively talking about the (laughs) gazeb. Yeah, the (laughs) gazeb. And we'd be, like, walking
0: around. And I remember one time in Kenora, we we stood in front of that... um, that insurance place uh, their well their light-up sign it's not digital it was it mm. was a, like you know the the bulbs and it had the little car that drives across the screen and hits the the the, the like the, the, well no it's a car and it, it goes across and it hits the martini glass yeah. and then the guy flies out the window and lands on his head and dies <laughs> and it's like all stick man you know like if you're looking at the old uh you know Winnipeg Arena uh, scoreboard it was that kind yeah. of yeah. and it's the kind of stuff you don't see anymore and um and so we'd be standing there watching and laughing because we're idiots. And people would come by and we'd talk people up because that's what we did back then. And uh, we'd tell them, we're going to the gazebo. Well, you guys left and we stayed. And we're sleeping in the gazebo in sleeping bags and people are coming up and visiting us. They're like, hey, what's <laughs> up? We're like, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> we kicked a Coke can all the way through Kenora. Oh, and yeah. Down the
2: gazebo. And yeah. here we are.
0: We're at the top of the hill and none of that exists.
1: Yeah, the gazebo's gone. All Beaver gone. Beaver
0: Lumber's, Lumber's gone. The whole deal. So that was uh, a classic night we we had a thing where we, we, the the big angle that we were gonna do because our friend kyle was a um
1: oh that's right he
0: wanted to be a stuntman and uh kyle was like you got to light me on fire and throw me in the in in the lake <laughs> well we we're gonna do that anyway <laughs> yeah. that was his, and he says you got to do it and we're like oh you know okay I don't know if this is going to work, you know. And, uh, of course, it wouldn't have worked. That's no, an idiotic look, thing to do. It a terrible idea. Terrible idea. No, idea. It
2: totally would have worked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then it was like, well, let's hang him from a tree.
2: <laughs> and I, I remember, sure like,
0: don't... Lauren was like, no, you know, I had some, a friend or something commit suicide. And we are like, okay, we won't do any of that.
1: So we just, like, took a noose around his neck and, like, around Lauren's neck and tossed him around. It was strange. <laughs> but we also, we also took Kyle. We did throw him in the lake. Yes, we did! We did throw him in the oh, lake, yeah. but it was oh, just, yeah. we didn't light him on fire first. No. We just, he, we just, we just jumped him and then threw Beat him, him in the lake. And actually, one of the culprits who threw Kyle in the lake was Hollywood Hulk Domo. Yes. And another one was Alio O'Gratton. That's that was amazing. us too, right here. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, so they threw him into the lake, and then Hulk Domo pulled out an old Hulk Hogan figurine, a plastic Hulk Hogan yeah. figurine, which Ali O'Gratton encouraged him to give a toss fuck. <laughs> Because it was mocking him, <laughs> so give it a toss. Fuck, he's mocking you. So
0: we toss that in. So there's a Hulk Hogan figurine in the bottom of the lake, <laughs> just just off the off the cliff or whatever of yeah. McLeod Park in uh, Kenora. Yeah, so, so it wasn't
2: a short drop either. No, no, it was no, a big drop. No we
0: ended up doing that, and then we had the rulers of the high seas did the same thing. We we came out of the water. From the future. <laughs> and then we what went back for more did. adventures
1: and we jumped into the lake. So This hop- is all wrestling angles, Wait, by the way. We
0: hopped out
2: of the DeLorean and yeah. <laughs> the wind, Exactly, that was the whole thing.
1: We um, also we also, there was also a point at that event that I enjoyed where sexy boy Jamie C, uh, poops over here, yeah. cut a scathing promo on uh, the city of Kenora. Calling the town city. stinky. City of Kenora, saying it stank, the town stank, the people stink. The pulp and paper mill makes him want to fucking barf, Yes, is what he said, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to knock his teeth out, him and Johnny Superb, to blend in with the locals, <laughs> all while standing around like their biggest tourist attraction, with tourists <laughs> <Of> <laughs> course. watching. Did so, you, that's what we
2: did. did. Didn't you say the exact same thing about Brandon?
1: No, you I never said anything. anything about Brandon. Did I actually didn't. It? I wasn't
2: in no, Brandon. No, I'm just saying.
0: I, I missed it. I missed the Brandon where trip where with from. you guys.
2: Everybody needs their teeth knocked out.
0: Everybody. Yeah, well, you know... Out in Kenora there. So we have a lot of adventures that we had with, with this guy in particular. Yeah. I remember many, many... Um, I remember going to Minneapolis for SummerSlam. That was, that was killer. That was killer. You for know, out there. There.
2: Yeah. I showed up late for a good reason. I was, getting, I was getting tail Yeah, yeah you had yeah. a lady friend I remember You had a lady drive you Out to go, Minneapolis I'll just drive you To Minneapolis I'm like you're just Going to drive yeah. me 15 hours there and back Well what happened so Okay whatever. so
0: we had We had a, a bunch of guys going And so you guys Were supposed to go The night before And we were going to Go the next day Me and uh, Cajun man And this guy no, Teabag,
1: bag Teabag, bag bag That's right Allie uh, it was supposed to be me and Johnny Superb and Ali Ograd, and this is SummerSlam '99. Yep. yep. So we were going to head out in the morning, but 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 on Friday month, morning, but, yeah. And Mike was headed coming back from. Auto, he was Ottawa, living in Ottawa. he was
0: living in 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 Canada or Ottawa or on whatever, Ottawa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was
1: coming back later that day. So you're actually going to head out like the next day, but like really early.
0: Yeah, and we were thinking of leaving late that night, but yeah. we we ended up not doing it. But so what happens is we get there the next day on the Saturday. So the day before SummerSlam, we get there at like you know um three o'clock or something and we then hear the whole story about how Allie didn't make the trip well me and, and John- showed up at 2 a.m on, fr- on on saturday morning
2: <laughs> i and- had i had it buried though i borrow i took her jetta she passed out we went from about fargo to saint cloud a super america she wakes up she's like where the hell are we i'm like <laughs> we're super america in saint cloud baby she's like how the fuck fast were you going? I'm like, I had it about forty uh, five oh, All Jesus. the way here. Because you had a radar <laughs> That's detector. Not, not your car. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <What> you, <laughs> shut up and go back to the food talk. No, was, uh, we went to Super America, got a hot dog, and did our thing. Kept going.
1: And it was a raw deal for me and Johnny because we were like, okay, we're waiting for you to show up. Then you showed up with her, and you're like, hey, um... She's gonna drive me and we were like, Okay, well, uh we were we were counting on you for gas money, so you gave us gas money. We were like, All right, so the two of us went. Dude was committed. And then, of course, and that cheap as hell, right? There was, this is in a Motel 6 that we ended up staying in with seven of us. So yeah. we were a little frugal. Oh, yeah. Back then. I remember that. That was nasty. But we, uh,
0: that tub by the end of the weekend <laughs> oh, was Jesus. disgusting. But, but we didn't, didn't all we, backed up from this guy's hair.
2: Didn't
1: we powerbomb the shit out of all the beds in there?
2: To oh, we just, just
1: ruined the place. <laughs> we, uh, when we got there, uh, Johnny and I went to a movie. And then we went to sleep. And then you come in at, like, 2 in the morning. And you're like, all right, we're going to crash. And then, like, four hours later, your girlfriend got up and drove home by herself. Yep. Sure From Minneapolis be. to Winnipeg. Yeah. That was yeah. classic. You know, you're fucking ballin'. Nah, you I was a, I was balling. ball. that a ball was a baller ball. move. I
0: was balling for about three months, and then she went psycho, and that was the end of that. There yeah. you go. That huh? usually <laughs> happens. So, yeah, we did that. We did, uh... We watched Bosom Buddies. Oh, yeah, Broadway. I watched Bosom Buddies while we were there. We had lots of adventures, though. Lots, you know, to Brandon, you guys. I, I think I was there at least once.
1: Ugh. Flying around. Ya-
2: yaks? Go-go oh,
1: club, with the cages. <laughs> you know the nightclub in in Brandon that had two like go-go cages yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the yeah. end of the dance floor. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Well, the worst thing ever was we
0: uh, him and I went with Slam and Slam was <laughs> dancing in a cage. It was god awful. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really good. bad. So, like I said, there's this this podcast can go in many different ways, yeah, and tangents and so on and so forth. And uh, it's and good it to have uh, the
1: man himself here. But one, one, see, yes. one place that I do want to take it to is that uh, Ali O'Gratton was a uh, part of the original mezzanine sleepover. Yes, he was. I'm still there. Do you, <laughs> He's still. I'm do, still do, sleeping there. Yeah. You guys. Do, you, do you remember any of this? I, I remember. D- I remember chunks of it for sure. <laughs> We we talked about it in the first episode to talk about yeah we won't recap the whole thing but we slept over at school yeah and
0: uh, we had uh, a computer and we played uh, NHL ninety seven yeah and uh, and we, we got we got we got we went over to Seven Eleven and bought chesticles. We sure and did. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, my one thing I remember is this guy had his um his inflatable Bill's helmet and I remember shooting <laughs> yeah. we had a video camera and we don't, I don't know where the footage went but I remember uh, our friend Lauren had his, his teddy bear Ralph the teddy. And so we were, like, just wrestling this teddy bear. And it was, like, Ralph the Teddy is, like, getting a neckbreaker. He was swinging. All swinging I remember neck is
2: swinging <laughs> neckbreakers exactly. and sidewalk
0: slams. Yeah. And all under, night. Yeah. And we had a table set up. And underneath, you could, like, hide. And there was, like, you were you coined to the Torsion Center because there was a pair of Adidas shoes. <laughs> and then so what happened was is that we would wrestle. That's and you true. would reference things like, Oh, there's no Ralph Teddy to save you now, super sexy. <laughs> or you'd be like, Oh, he's giving them the, the, the torsion center move.
2: Yeah, I remember that.
0: So we decided when we were talking about this, we were like um, uh uh old slip over here says, you know, he we, well we'll call it the mezz- mezzanine sleepover, and I was like, Well obviously, because it's perfect. Yeah, it is. It's a good callback to a, to a simpler time. And the what?
2: best the best part is is the mezzanine that we slept on and utilized, it was kind of like Kind of like your workbench in your, your garage. It's multifaceted. Then we end up moving that down into the Bowman Center and end up actually wrestling on those things. And yeah. I can't tell you how many times we've been hurt yep. falling through those mats with the big plastic supports oh. underneath. Oh, nasty. How, each one of us has broken our feet, I'm pretty you're, sure.
1: You're, I remember the first like giant hoax leg drop that you gave. That was <laughs> like, pretty giant. He did a guillotine rope. leg drop on so It went right through. And your, yeah, your leg
0: went <laughs> right through to the, the ring. Of the ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, There's yeah. lots of lots of injuries. I mean, we had um, uh, our Mistopheles the bloodletter. Well, he was he was playing the convict. I remember him smacking his face into that railing when he jumped from one level of stairs to another. I remember that. And he, oh, he must have in, been concussed up in the Graham Center as yeah. the, the, yeah. uh, the, the yeah the wheelchair access. Yeah, he, up had the ramp. he had to be. He oh, had to be. Probably explain a lot of his uh, behavior throughout the years. <laughs>
2: It would, it, it would explain today.
1: Yeah, my, my favorite, my favorite part about the messy sleepover story I didn't tell in the first time we talked oh, about give this. It. Yes. So there's a video game there called Perfect Billiard. Yes. And we would try to get high scores on Perfect Billiard so that we could put in like funny names in the high score sure. list. And there were only eight spots for you to put in letters. Yeah. And Alio uh got a high score. And his name was F-A-S-I-N-F-U-K. F A S I N F U K. F is in fuck, which of course is the reference to the
0: Jerky Boys yep. uh, skit of in Rosine. Baby, F is in fuck. F- S is in Sam. F- no, F, F is in fuck, baby. Yeah. I, I signs it
2: all over your mother's si- face and I'm shit. I'm signing
0: on that shit. I'm signing Cause, like because she liked it. That shit. <laughs> Classic. There's all those games. And uh, just everything about, uh, well, the sleepover and the Bowman Student Center at uh, University of Winnipeg. You know what's down there now? You know what they're doing
2: there now? What are they doing there Studying.
1: Of course they are. I've been there.
2: No, I'm serious. There's nothing going on in there.
1: I was there. I go there every few weeks for uh, CQUW, and I was there on Monday early. So I actually went to the mezzanine. And there was the new, like, basically. Reminiscent the ring. Reminiscent ring put together yep. in, like, a nice, yep. like, large yep. bed. So I yep. laid across <laughs> and tried to see if I could reach the ropes. And, just, <laughs> and was, like, I was, like, kind of, like, bracing myself to see if we could, like, could we take bumps on this and not yeah. get yeah. hurt? You know, and it's, uh, it's not bad. It's softer overall, but there's not as much give. On the, so on you're the just, mats you're just ultimate warrior in it but, Oh yeah Shake the ropes And, yeah. and, and this uh-huh. is the guy Who
0: coined reminiscent ring Reminiscent ring He coined a lot of phrases Yeah I, I have to say I will say that I don't think that there's going That there could exist Any like group of like Seven or eight guys Going to the University of Winnipeg Ever that were Doing the kind of things That we did Absolutely not You can't Absolutely not It just doesn't You know It was like the height Of wrestling <laughs> boom Right yep. the, the boom attitude era and uh and we just we didn't really fit that mold. There was uh, kind no, of Yeah. I mean you know, honestly, was like, on there?
1: No. No, we we didn't though and like, you know, of all of us kind of in this uh wrestling federation, I'd say uh O'Gratton over here and probably Mistopheles were like really the only people you could describe as like athletic. Maybe. Like or, or we all, students. We were all younger. Well back <laughs> then Both then, back then <laughs> I
0: was a, back then I was probably a little more athletic. But You're yeah, no soccer. no I, I would consider
2: you athletic always. Especially I mean you I was, were I wasn't Especially, well, you especially well. with the Sexy boy headband Oh yes. yeah You
0: can't You know
2: You're, That's like Insta 80's Athleticism right yes, there Yes absolutely the, the two things That I remember If I can If I can switch a gear Is How much free stuff Do we get Going places Doing these stupid things Oh yeah I remember oh, You
1: some, probably weren't uh, Varda. That's actually Something that Poops probably jump, Missed out on I missed on out a lot of video. Stuff. It was a
0: Jumbo Video? It was Rogers Video. Rogers Video. You knew the guy. We knew the guy at Rogers Video who worked there and
2: gave. Walk did he give in. you free rentals or what? Yeah, no. we walk into the door as we normally do. We can't just open a door. We have well, to that's right. That door. was the
0: thing. You guys used to walk, walk into a in door, door and like smash Boom. into it every
2: time it. and take a bump. You and kick, take a huge you, bump. You you, take, you kick it with your toe. Make a big scene. Have <laughs> all four of us pointing and laughing really hard at the person's face. Yep. And then have have one person showing a lot of concern yes (laughs) and so and then maybe even a blood packet or two or maybe yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) go rent movies yeah yeah and then we get in there and with this big production this person comes out oh my god it's the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life free movies Oh, yeah. And then
1: Perkins. We went to Perkins, and this is the one on Southdale. Yeah, and the one to that to does there. not exist anymore. No, oh, that out right. So I was, I was thinking the Southwood one. South it's one. terrible. So so we we went. We used to go there a lot. So one time we were sitting there, and the server came out and was like, "Oh my God, you're the guy from to the video, me. from the video, to, to, from the video, because yeah. they had the video footage of me hitting my head on the Their door. surveillance video, like from weeks before that." <laughs> And it was like, all right, Price. free food. they we were like, we watched that, the shit out of that. It was video. free cookies, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah, here we give you some free food.
0: I don't know how anybody put up with us. To no. be quite honest no. with you, no, I don't really understand parents, girlfriends. Oh you know, god, teachers. yeah, that especially. I nobody yeah.
2: could put up with us. I
0: don't, you know, like I know, like, nineteen and twenty year old guys are pretty much the worst anyway at everything. But like, you even, like
1: you know, like if you think about your regular like eighteen to twenty two year old guy. You know, and you, and you think of like what a douchebag is. Yep, yes. It's not what we were. But we were a different kind of douchebag. Yes, a different like, we kind. We weren't like drunken... We weren't we were drunk drunken Disorderly, bags. we didn't... You know, we weren't like overly disrespectful no. to, to, to people. No, we, were just, we didn't start we were, fights. We nothing. were fucking goofy. Like, we were just super goofy.
2: Yep. And I think... And I mean, we still drop a few uh, some a few bombs on the air here and stuff like that. But for the most part, we got people really riled up using yep. normal English yeah <laughs> we oh, never yeah. swore we never like we're, we're just we really get play on people's emotions using a yep. psycho psychological crap at 20 years old where we really fell between both ditches on this road of hipster douchebag and yep. drunken juice bag. <laughs> juice, juice bag and just being like in the middle somewhere where oh. we're not drunk and we're not hip but we're just dickheads yep. and I felt we're very, way. very very proud of that and <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and we were always falling by the motto of, "Well, if you're going to be an asshole, it'll be the best one in the entire world." Oh yeah. And I think, and I think, yeah, and I think we still play that out to a certain degree in other aspects of our life now. But it was, it's just, it's one of those things where you look back and go, "I see some of those kids who were nineteen, twenty, and how obnoxious and ostentatious they are now, and I just want to
1: punch them all in the face." Well, I, <laughs> every single yeah, one exactly. of them. Exactly. Every single one of them. I'm the only non-parent in the room. You, sure. You, yeah. you, you, you both have. And the world thanks yeah, you. All, a boy, a boy, all <laughs> boys, yeah, all boys, yeah. all boys in yeah. the room. Yep. But I would argue that that if if I had a, a kid and he kind of behaved like she. us in those, hey, <laughs> and he acted like a kid, you know, acted like that in those years, like eighteen to twenty-two. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. It's yeah, like, I okay, think so. Sure, I think we're going to be safe. I have thought about that. I that does play a role when
0: I. How old's yours now? Four. I got six and a half and three. Six and a half and three. I see. Are maniacs? I know, right. And I see myself in that in him, and I'm like, yeah, okay.
2: If he graduated from him. high school on time, had moderately good marks, and lived a pretty good life where he was helping people out, by the time he was 19, 20, you deserve two or three years of being a complete oh dickhead. Oh, my
0: God. Really, I, I, really, I, I, I agree. You really do. Because, I mean, the rap sheet that probably the collective three of us have for, you know, dicking around when we were in our early 20s is pretty, oh, pretty yeah. long, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I we don't have to go through it all, but you know, when you when you're when you're uh, doing the kind of things that we did, you know, it's just kind of like you weren't doing bad things, you weren't you weren't doing you know you weren't dealing, you weren't committing crimes, but you were doing just enough. We're
2: and you know what I think and I don't want to. This is kind of a weird tangent. I don't really want to take it there because it's a bit of a rabbit trail. Is you think about think about the advent of like our smartphones and stuff like that post nine eleven, where uh, you know everyone's now android and windows and iphones and stuff we actually had to make our own entertainment yep back then yep and and i'm not talking way back in the day when bread was five cents i mean like (laughs) like like we're just we literally had to make physical contact with each other yes talk on a phone for five seconds go yep <laughs> yeah. Ee- yeah. Ee- ee- yeah, and then that meant code for let's get the hell out of here and do something
0: fun. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if you wanted your email, you had to go to your computer and you had to dial up and you had to wait for it to connect. Yeah, sorry, and if you, you got didn't got have a computer, up. you had to go to school and you had to go get a well, little pine email or whatever. Well, <laughs> school it basically...
2: school was basically for all intents and purposes the social media. It really that, was that's it really the host. Was.
0: I mean, I dropped out and I was still going there sure, exactly <laughs> to hang out, exactly
2: just to hang out with you guys. So just that late '90s to early '2000s transition of. We literally were doing this crap right on the cusp of this yeah. kind of technology coming in where oh, no yeah. one has to see anybody anymore. and a girl can just take duck face photos and post them on Instagram instead of doing
1: it in person. Yeah. We, we were, talk, we, we were talking about like on a number of occasions we would talk about like what would our wrestling have been if it had like come around like five or six oh. years later. We could have just we had, we had to like get cameras. Yeah, we could have just filmed it on our phones. Absolutely, we yeah. could have mixed all the music. Oh, digitally I know, easy. Would yeah. been nuts. Yeah, you know, we were bringing when we started. We were bringing fucking tapes. Do like you remember the a ghetto blaster with tapes? In tapes in it. Tapes in do it? you yeah. remember the yeah.
2: thousand mixtapes tapes you and Lauren made of eighties music? I do. I yeah.
1: still have them. Uh, Lauren might. I don't have them. That is insane. Where we were like, we were like, from uh, records at Christmas. We yeah. were like, we're gonna put every eighties <laughs> song on tape, and we got to like fifty, and then. Well, yeah, and up. you had that briefcase that cassette oh, briefcase real. used
0: to carry around. Yeah, I. I it looked like that, you had a sniper rifle in there. But yeah, no, no, no just carrying the it briefcase was around, this briefcase around, 80s tapes on your big 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, those, yeah. Were, those, you know, good times. Was well, good times. I, I, was, Absolutely. I also thought, like, you know, I'm, you know, far from a Casanova, but it's like, you know what? I bet you, I bet you, I bet <laughs> you, Casanova. I love it. I bet you that I would have done a better job at like you know uh picking up let's say if we had smartphones back in like the uh you know the 1996-97 as opposed to like trying to get someone's like phone number and then like talking to them all awkwardly yep i just think i could probably text a good game yeah you'd you'd have a good text game you know i'd have a good text game and that you know whereas but we didn't have that back then i had to rely on this me that package my my brother the ultimate scorer
2: he's uh He's dating a Brazilian girl right now. And she's up here doing her PhD in biofilms or something. But she's a nurse down in, in Brazil. And he has no game because he has to get to the point because she doesn't speak English. So <laughs> no, he has no nothing. skills whatsoever. So he's
0: living in the dark ages. He's living in the
2: dark Flying ages. Blind. He literally... He can't text anything to anybody that has to do with anybody Brazilian. Because they don't... They All of the innuendo... There's no emoticons that can fix not understanding English and stuff. And then when she'll text back something funny, for instance, you know how we put ha-ha-ha or lol? They put KKKKKKK after everything. And that means, like, laugh out loud. My brother goes, you might want to ease up on the KKK reference. (laughs) Every every time, every single text ends with KKK on it. We're like, don't want to show anybody your phone in Winnipeg. And also I have no game So let's yeah. You know Go out till 11 I'll drop you off And then I'll go get wasted At the Grant Until 3 in the morning
0: oh, There wow. you go Living, Living the life. double life The ultimate scorer yeah, score, score. to The top. <laughs> well, That's a long way From the job Into the, the, the activist From hell Zachary <laughs> In his lone <laughs> WAWF match I remember His lone score, match he was, he, was, uh, he was from Melbourne Australia yeah. And I think his theme music Was Smack My Bitch Up By Prodigy Yes so, yeah.
2: He yeah. Actually, yeah he actually is From yeah. Melbourne And he got beaten ball. up yeah. Oh yeah He had no moves
0: uh, so
1: Oh yeah, we have, a, sure we, we have a set here I'm sure people are enjoying listening to us just kind of shoot the ship But I'm going to actually keep going for for one more second And right. get, still talking about this wrestling thing I do have to ask Where where did you come up with the idea for the name Allie the Backyard Beats O'Gratton
2: I, I thought it was cheesy I thought the whole idea was cheesy And that sounds kind of trite Uh, I really don't care what people think about my name My name is Allie, for real yeah. So that was easy Um we always just thought about, for all intents and purposes, it's the backyard beats, bitch, yep. all the time. Oh. And so I just incorporated that, and it was able to fit it somehow in my Barry Sanders jersey.
1: Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, beats,
0: <laughs> beats instead, instead of, of B. Sanders. Was what was it? Ta- Sanders. Paper and tape. Take out the beats. sander <laughs> and just put eat. <laughs> 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 all right, and it was, now, now. I still have that jersey. And we can, can we confirm something here? That it's, it's O'Gratton as in, like, the chips. Or is it O'Gratten like a Irish dude? I just O'Gratin like the cheese. The cheese. Like, yeah, like, 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 like the like O'Graten chips, like, like po- the cheesy
2: chips, yeah. No, like like potatoes O'Gratten. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not chips. Let's not go that far.
0: Well no, okay, that's fine. That but <laughs> like that, it, that, like that's confirmed that's, that's, for me. Yeah, that because is. for years that's what I used and whenever other people would talk about it, like well, with the three of us with him, me and this guy and Lauren or something, it'd be like it'd be like different spellings and I would be like, I'm
1: right. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking right a, A-U grad Not o- d- possibly. Oh, I know grad. That A-U's never even occurred to me No, exactly It's a- that never A-U That oh, no. okay. oh, yeah. It's
0: whipped cheese Is what it is yep. Whipped Whip cheese, cheese. Alley the backyard beats With Whip cheese With <laughs> 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 so, And then, of course um, You weren't the, You know The backyard beats Was a, was the big He was our big Hulk Hogan character I was the face He was the big and, face And
2: uh, it, <laughs> Being a face is fun for a while because everyone's stroking you, but at the same time, everybody everybody deep down wants to be the heel. Of course they do. Everybody does.
0: Oh yeah, this guy here, uh, uh, well, he was Shazam's Gojini, and he was for all intents and purposes a face, but man did he want yeah. to be a heel.
1: Oh, he was Tweener. Just
0: like, with the in the worst way you wanted to be a heel, so remember, bad. Yeah. And then we started up like a, a, a faction, the Worldly Gentlemen of Wrestling, and that allowed you to <laughs> blossom as a heel. I was, you know, we were talking about this and the things that we want to talk about, about... Um, uh, and and we'll 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 try not to go too much on the, on the backyard wrestling, but I do want to uh, uh, kind of expand upon a couple things. Um, Ali the backyard beats O'Gratton became uh, his character transitioned to a heel, and he became the outsider Ali O'Gratton. <laughs> and we had given him a a um, a, a new world order gimmick. All it, wanna... it all, it,
2: all it made all entail was wearing a black
0: shirt. That spray paint NWO on it. So <laughs> you were Basically. like you were like Hulk Hogan, yeah. turning
1: heel. But yeah. also, actually, when you were Alley the Backyard Beats with the Sanders jersey, for a while your hair was dyed blue. I remember that. And then, when you went to The Outsider, you had your hair dyed blonde. Yeah. Which actually kind of works for the gimmick. It really for did the, work. The gimmick. Now, but the idea, actually, and I don't know if you know this, but... The idea. Of this is attorney, some back. This is some um, behind the scenes. This is stuff. You, I'm shit. sure
2: you think actually think about this stuff ahead of time. Oh, we,
1: no, we and work out the storylines. Oh, but, we did. So in this case, did, very what important. Was, we had an event called Unorthodox Beating. Yes, and you weren't <coughs> able to make the event at the last minute. You he was you watching Blaine play hockey. You were watching the Ultimate Score play
2: hockey. Uh, uh, as a side note. I power bombed them all in between the second and third period in their dressing room with skates and equipment on <laughs> into the garbage cans full of sock tape. Perfect. So you are still, so
0: still wrestling. I was still you wrestling. I got them so
2: fired up they were down two goals and then they won by two in the last And period.
0: now, see, now today with the benefit of hindsight I would say of course you would miss the the wrestling.
1: It's your, your brother's hockey and, game. And yeah. it was just you and your brother. You guys were so pissed. Right? You, yes, well, but we were. You were living you with your brother. Mildly pissed. And yeah. your parents were out of town. Yep. Yeah. So your brother—it's not like your parents could go and you know you were the you were I'm the parent. parental you figure, you were the parent, yeah. So, but we were like, of course, we get all punitive, and we're like, oh, you can't show up for our wrestling. We'll show you. So we were, we're like, going to demote you. We were going, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so we were like, we're going to make him NWO, and that's gonna be punishment. a punishment. And, and I was like a punishment, burial. And here's the best part. I was like, okay, yeah, well, cause you <laughs> did, but even better. Then you got pushed to the moon again. We just kept making... (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) Ali O'Gratton was a great character. So it's like you couldn't box that charisma up and not use it for all the fans watching... You had to let yeah, it... for flourish. all the fans. But you had to let it flourish as a, as for, a, as a wrestling booker who was booking back it's, it's like
1: when Dusty Rhodes went to WWF in the late 80s and Vince was like, I'm going to bury you and put dust. you in polka dots. Yeah. No, this is Dusty, not oh. Dustin. Okay. And and and, uh, and Vince put him in polka dots and yeah. was like, you're going to be a dancing goof and it was to bury him. And then Dusty got himself over anyways. Because he's Dusty Rhodes. What, and that's what happened with Ali Grattan. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to put him in a gimmick. We're going to give him the NWO gimmick and it's going to be a joke.
0: And he just... Then, of course, you know, NWO is, like, the main secondary faction,
1: and they're awesome, and, you know, he gets... You have, you you have wins a Canadian title. You have and... an entourage. You win titles again. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're, like, in the main event program again. Yes. And then after that ends, there's, like, this final, like, last gasp. We we end our run, and, like, they take, like, two years off, and then we come back and we wrestle, like, two more events. Isn't it, like, St. Mattel Park or something Yeah, like we did yeah. Barbecue Beats X in 2002 <laughs> yeah. October 2002 yeah. and we put you over again yeah and it wasn't no, even supposed to happen Misopheles on the fly decided to let you beat him for the IC title Trade Dog you faced
0: Trade Dog for the IC title and you gave him a really good gut wrench suplex and he was like fuck it I gotta get pinned that's my favorite move that's yeah well you guy. did it very well I, and so you know um, thanks you guys Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no problem uh, uh, you get the best, I, I will say you get the best I, gut wrench suplex <laughs> of all time yeah now. you get the best guillotine leg drop too. The Hoax leg drop was one of my favorite moves. Yeah. Because it wasn't just a leg drop, it was a leg drop off the top rope yeah. and whichever we would use it's the top which rope. Is, which is the ground. Yeah, and it was with a leg slap. It right. was fantastic. he yeah. slapped slap the leg on the way down. i still
1: do it right now. I'll yeah, break Of break course break you now. could. And it was <laughs> called the Big hogs The Big Hogue's Hogue's Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. The yeah. Big Hogue's leg drop. And then there was this, there was a move that never ended up getting executed except in video games when we made an Ali O'Gratten character which was the 360 Hoax. Which was off the top rope, doing a full front flips, a flip into a leg drop, yeah. which we never had in whoopass, but we we made it in the video. But game. what he
0: did have in whoopass was a cartwheel hoax, cartwheel which was ways. one of my favorite.
1: <laughs> cartwheel anything is ghetto. So I, I had I one
0: thing it. too is that uh, as a wrestler, my favorite. I was telling uh, O'Gratton this earlier was that I he was my you were my favorite guy to wrestle, um, and there there's there's um, the reasons behind that were is that while you were a pretty good wrestler you know for a backyard wrestler like some of us
2: i would actually but, say you were my favorite too actually yeah, it without was, stroking okay. you too much thank you wow well, oh, isn't
0: that nice i, I, should, I should, thought I probably you probably already did <laughs> yeah i'll get out of here the reason was is that um you were um you were a, a good wrestler and you didn't hurt anybody yeah. <laughs> you were like you were you were you were a loose wrestler which was nice but not loose like kyle kamikaze who was like you know, never know it. if they're
2: going to actually chop you in that bridge of the nose or something. No, and I, I, with, with, yeah,
0: with Alio Gratton, I kind of knew you were p- kind of protected because he wasn't going to fuck around with you. And uh, also, you were um, more than happy to let someone kind of dictate kind of the flow of the match. Yeah. Which is great, because if you don't, if you're like um, Mistoffelees, who you want to get over at all costs... <laughs> he just uh-huh. stands there and throws air punches. He's throwing, not yeah, or he's, and he's got his boots on. Yeah, and and he's kicking you. And actually kicking the sternum yeah. really hard. And and when you get something over on him, he has to pop back up and get over himself. So I, I would have to say that was you were probably my favorite opponent. We had some we had a couple really 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 good yeah. matches. had some long ones too. Yeah, we yeah. had the one uh, at Christmas Chaos in 1998 was my favorite match of all time with the crowd going. We had a crowd. If yeah, you can believe I remember it. that. And the top rope power bomb and the top rope hoods oh, yeah. Title for title. You cut it. You cut a promo at the start and I should have brought it. But it was basically, and I I know this off by heart, the promo was, it was something like it's Christmas chaos, it's a beautiful sunny day in Winnipeg, it was nighttime, but that's okay, we'll we'll let that one go.
1: And uh,
0: Ali O'Gratton says you know, uh, and sexy boy, in the spirit of giving, I'm going to give you the big fist and the big dack and then I'm going to take the canvas off that squared circle and I'm going to paint a damn fucking pretty picture of me kicking your ass. And that might be
1: my favorite promo of all time. Uh, My favorite uh, moment (laughs) With the two of you wrestling each other Was at Free For Brawl 98 When you had a best of five match For yes, the WAWF championship You had a best of five fall match sexy boy Like it's gets the first round in NBA or something Yeah exactly <laughs> And Sexy Boy gets up two falls to zero Yep. Alio Grattan gets the next fall And then the tying fall you just lay a beating On the Sexy Boy all around the ring Put him in the middle of the ring Put one foot on his chest and count the pin while you're counting in the air with your hand. One, and doing two, the three. swirl, the yeah. swirl count. It was the terrible. One, the one, two, three, just like completely, completely like buried him in the He's, second fall. Yeah, and he never lets me forget it either. It was and fantastic. It's great. And then we <laughs> had we had a match in Brandon. We had a false count anywhere match. Oh man, outside in Brandon, uh, which was that like a you, soccer you field or warmly. something? It was there, at there Dinsdale was Park. There was and a play structure. Yeah, and then like an <laughs> open. Get out of here,
0: children. Yeah, now that we have kids, could you imagine? Our, I'd be like, "Get crew the fuck of out of here!" I've told kids at the go, park to leave because yeah. they're like, they got like water swearing, guns, swearing, yeah, swear exactly. guns, whatever. What,
1: one more thing about Gradden that always amused me was, especially when you were the babyface Gradden, Even though you were babyface, I wouldn't stop you for saying things like, "I was out shagging my bitch," or <laughs> "or it's beats time, slut." During, yes. <laughs> during a match. Or my favorite was when
0: um I I didn't I didn't make it to one event, Waterside Warzone, and Brandon, and I didn't make it, and. Um, I oh, had the, I had the man. title belt in my possession, and oh, yes. and, and Ali O'Gratton was the champ, so I didn't go, and um, you guys all went, and so he you concocted some storyline. Where the sexy boy went into your room at night while you were sleeping and and stole your belt, and the reason you knew it was me is because i he the sexy boy left his sexy calling card a trail of pud <laughs> out the out the front door, like the sexy boy walked in, took your belt, and then masturbated on the trail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I got down there, I smelled it, and I was like <laughs> the smells like sexy, yeah, and that was yeah, yeah. what a great. Yeah memories boys and
0: the the last thing that i will say is the best thing about alio grattan was he had backyard boots and they were basically wool socks pulled up as high as they could go, and they were his backyard boots. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. God,
1: there are so many other terms. I'm just thinking right away about the hanging shit, the mic where you didn't want to take the mic that you hold in your hand. You wanted the one that came from the ceiling, which you <laughs> called the hanging shit. And of course, the mic didn't exist. No, but you talked into it anyway. Yeah, give me the hanging shit. I want the hanging <laughs> one? All right, boys. All right, let's move on. All right, we're, we're thirty-five well, minutes in. All backyard wrestling, and yeah. so. You're welcome everybody But we got to talk about We got to talk about uh, One quick thing that we we Always have to talk about On the show Which is our our Favorite hockey team The Winnipeg Jets Mm -hmm. Yes I'd confirm that So So we had a uh, We already talked draft We talked draft last week And then uh, We talked last week The day before free agency So free agency Was last Wednesday Yep It was uh, And uh, Well if you're a Jets fan It was pretty (laughs) non-eventful Yeah pretty much As usual Uh, But look at their D
0: camp.
2: Like, seriously, their development camp that they got makes up for... Yes, and In my opinion, losing agree. for a leak, I don't really care. To be honest uh, with you. I, I have a problem with it. I, have a I, pro- mean, yeah. I might have a problem with the Burmese drop, but, I mean, production speaks for everything, right? We're all haters, and then all of a sudden he'll score... Seventeen goals this year, and we'll go. Wow, well, well the that the jury liner. will
0: be out on that. There's a lot of people who love Burmistrov. A right. lot of guys that we like interact with that we respect their opinion love Burmistrov. So I'm willing to say, okay,
1: I'm I'm in I'll wait and mode see mode with Bur- I Burmistrov. I think everybody is. Um, with Frolik, to me, I just think this isn't this isn't a story of like something that went wrong last Wednesday. This is a story of something that was mismanaged for for a year, because there was an opportunity a year ago, to go to arbitration and figure out some value for this guy. Yep. And uh, uh, during that time, there's a lot of stories that kind of float around, but, um, you know, you could have locked him in. You could have yep. locked him into uh, a contract at that point in time. Or, if you weren't able to and you had to go with the one-year deal, I mean, who the hell didn't think at that time he signed a one-year deal that this is his last year in Winnipeg, right at that point in time?
0: Well, and it shows a, lot, a lack of foresight and uh to me that's troubling in that you mismanaged an asset um again i'm not the kind of guy who will say well for a leak that's the be all end all you need that guy do you well yeah it would be really nice it would be nice to not have just let an asset go for nothing um especially one that other teams really want and i said this last week my problem with signing Drew Stafford and not signing Frolic is that nobody wanted Drew Stafford I am, and everybody wanted Frolic and you should have just traded him at the deadline.
2: I'm the opposite. I wanted Stafford. I thought he was a great acquisition with Myers. I mean, for him, his production... <sighs> You see the fit of those guys where they were. The system was corrupt. Their, the coaching was terrible. The the No one was bought into being in Buffalo at that time. Now I think it's actually a different story. They've probably got a good team coming up this year. Oh, well, they really do. Well, maybe not this year, but in the well, future. Well, they're going to be developing Absolutely. this year for sure. They're going to yeah. do a hell of a lot better than they were last yeah. year.
0: Well, my main point in all of this is right. that letting a guy walk for nothing is okay when the guy is, you know, when it's like uh, you don't really care. Uh, I th- I really believe that was an actual one of the good assets and it's just too bad that it worked out that way but we knew it was because we talked about this last week and we knew what was happening so it was
1: like yeah okay he walked away i just think you know he signed a five-year deal i'm, I'm watching when the, the deal gets signed and they're not talking about it on tv because at the time this happened the kessel trade happened yeah so that's all they're talking about on tv so you're following this on i'm following this on twitter so i'm waiting for the League signing and i'm thinking we're gonna see Florida five million dollars. Like that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking at that the time. And it's like if that's the case, what the fuck you gonna do? What are do? you gonna do? So i want to Florida
0: five million dollars. So then the yeah. five million
1: per per yeah. yeah. So then the information comes out very slowly. It's like okay Calgary, all right. So his wife apparently hates Winnipeg. Well, so, that's what some people say. But if whatever it is, it's so, so easy to so, pin so, it on the yeah, wife, right? So so it's like okay. So what Calgary's like so different like. You'd think if you don't like it here, you know, long winters et cetera, you'd want, want an American city. But okay, fine, Calgary. Then the next thing comes out it's like, okay, 5-year term. It's like, well, it's kind of what you'd think, yeah. right? You know, 5-year yeah. term's not not really that crazy to think about. And then the 4.3 million comes out and I'm like, what the fuck? Like yeah, I was pretty low. really what the fuck? Like you you couldn't have Now again, he probably wouldn't have played here for 4.3. No you got to pay a premium to play. When so, you, pay, you know, the so what's part. the premium? 4.6, 4.7? 4. I just think the term seems to be the part that hung them up because they're worried about they're going to have to sign Ladd, Bufflin, uh, Shifley, Truba, who are going to get monster deals, most yep. of them, uh, probably, maybe over the course of the summer. Um, but those are still kicking in down the road. So it's like you, you could sign him today because he fits with your plan right now. And if in two or three years he doesn't fit in with the plan – Someone's going to want him and even if you have to take some like fourth-round pick for him He left for nothing right now. That's true. He left for nothing So I don't know Uh, For me the the whole thing just kind of came to
0: is that we witnessed 13 really really good games by the Jets this year And it was like out of nowhere and they managed to get in by four points into the playoffs or maybe it was five And uh, that's great. And They lost four straight and it's great that they got into the playoffs That's what you want. You want to get some experience and then it just kind of is. Well, here's what we're gonna do. Well, we're not really gonna kind of do anything. We're just gonna kind of just proceed as as usual. So we'll see. We'll see if maybe some of these young guys can can step in. But 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 um, you know, um, historically, there's not the percentages of, of of rookies that come in and make an impact like we think they might make an impact is very low. Sure. These guys take a while. They take a while once they're in the league. I mean. There's just not a lot of um, Duchesnes and Urlos and all if, these Calder if, winners. There's one Calder winner, and you know there's usually four or five good guys every year. And maybe maybe it'll happen this year. That'd be great.
2: Look at Edmonton, and you, Edmonton's a career killer, and has been for the last decade basically. Yep. And they take talent that would be amazing on any other team, and they just they implode. And basically, not only are they getting they're, they're not, not only are they getting concussed, they're getting injured, their production's low because of a variety of reasons, and they always talk about how they're all about character, they're all about character, and I think you get guys like, uh, you got Hall, you've got Eberle, you've got, uh was it, uh, Neil Yakupov, you've got uh, Nick Tin, you've got all these young guys that have come in, and they all get rocked just purely by, yeah, okay, the game is about pace and the game is about skill, and they play into that. If they can stay healthy, they're okay, but it just goes to show that you can take all the first overall picks in the world, and it doesn't make you a better team. And I know with the Jets, they, we always talk, what else do we talk about in Winnipeg except for, well, what do you love about Winnipeg? Well, I love the people. That's generally what you hear here, because there's not a whole <laughs> hell of a lot here to do other than, you know, then visit with people who are awesome. Really, you make whatever true. you whatever you make of it. So it's the same yes. thing with the Jets. What do you like about the Jets? Well, we love the character of our team. Yep. And I, I, I am not in the organization. I look at, I look at Faleke, and we don't need to beat this to death. Uh, I just don't know if he was necessarily jiving in terms of being that guy. I don't know if he was a vocal leader. I don't know if he was a community yeah. leader. I don't know if he was uh, just didn't fit in. And I mean, I. But at the end of the day, you you have to agree that g- getting nothing for him in return. Does does sting a little bit? Yeah, but I don't think that's the our biggest problem.
0: Yeah, I don't think. For, honestly, I'll say it. I don't think Frolik leaving was a big problem. I I don't think so. I mean, this was a guy who was a great possession guy. He was a great two and Like we went from um, Paul Maurice in April saying he, how great he was and how he slotted in on every line and how he could boost guys. But he stunk it. And then and then you know it was kind of like now he's gone. That's okay. We can move on from that, but. You know, I agree with you 100%. There's probably something else going on. Um, a lot of guys like to say the wife. Who knows?
1: I also like how superfans, because it always comes back to the superfans. Super All fans about are, the superfans. Superfans are special, by the way. This is uh, mainly on Twitter. The, the the folks who are just like, you got to spin doctor every situation into, like the Jets are the best, the best, the yeah, best. You can't say bad things about so, the Jets. So, but I just like how the super fans are like, you know what, this guy signing somewhere else... He's not loyal to the team. Fuck him. It's like, yeah. well, what are we talking about loyalty then? Like, we love our players to death unless they leave us in a, in a, a transaction that it's their right to do. They, they negotiated a CBA that lets them do this. Yep. So he's right <laughs> to take a, a job that he wants in a different city for whatever, you know, like because that's what they've negotiated. And then the people here are like, you know what, he's dead to me. Well, funny, a, in a league
2: where you can be traded. By- as a really bad, really loose analogy, but the one that everybody would know, even if you really don't know hockey, is Gretzky. Yep. Where you're going from Edmonton and people go, oh, he's a trader and this and that. Think about everything that needed to fall into place when he was coming into his payday. Payday year, he was coming up. Yeah. This was his banner year. He's going to roll the big the big dice. And Edmonton can't support it at the time because they were a super-ass, small-ass market and but it was just before any of the revenue sharing and all this other crap that goes on and I mean so yeah, he was the ultimate yeah. trader and he deserved every dollar he got he deserved every he deserved single dollar that he got absolutely yeah. we're not by no means just for a leak in the same category no not at all but, I, I
0: will agree with that 100% uh, but,
2: but if, if, as a business and and I think that's the, the super fan mentality. I, I would assume that mo- majority of them are twenty one year old douchebags like us. Like uh, we were yeah, third twenty one, but this is, oh my <laughs> God. the second
1: part. No there are some My, yeah, my yeah. point
2: is is they still haven't grown up mentally from the time yeah. where they did they bleed the colors because they'd loved the symbol since they were seven and their family loved the yeah. team and this kind of thing to all of a sudden now it's Well, what the guy's got a family and this is a business and this is an enterprise and this is something that has to stay afloat in international markets, yep. well, well, what are you talking about? Uh, this guy needs to play for peanuts and jerk off everybody that has a jet symbol on, and you know, give out his autograph whenever he feels like it, and you know, screw what he's worth. And that, that doesn't make any sense.
0: To Super Superfans need to grow up, says Ali O'Gratton says, oh, I'm There we go. Agree. I will give I you agree. all a spinning hogs. <laughs> 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 We've talked about hockey, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push it forward with uh, the review portion of our. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're reviewing something. Yeah, That's we're right. reviewing something. So this was my choice this week. And uh it was hard I, to review. Yeah, it was it, this was a bit of a hard review, so we may we may just, you know, like like Hollywood Domo we'll snapping the fingers, we may <laughs> just go right through this thing.
1: I got some notes.
0: Um We notes. uh we we were tasked to watch Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em volume two. Now this is a uh a, a, well, it's Don Cherry's second compilation tape that he that he did back in 1990. 1990. I had this uh, on VHS. Uh, I, I got it, it I got it for Christmas that year, 1990. I did. I did These too. things all came out at Christmas, man. Every year. Just like clockwork and they were awesome. I used to uh, watch this. My cousin and I would play street hockey in the back lane at his place. And we were we had we had we actually had pads. Uh, and so we would go inside and switch who was wearing the pads and we put this on. You lay down on the on the carpet your legs in the pads on your stomach while the other guy laced them up mm-hmm. and we just watched these videos this rock'em sock'em one and hockey the lighter side and we watched that for <laughs> for you know good you know you know couple of years while we were doing that so this was a nice trip down memory lane for me and uh yeah
2: so it, it reminds the rock'em sock'em smacks of billy madison where you you have so many awesome memories of it and then you watch it today and you go this is the worst fucking movie i've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my life yeah this is seen. absolutely terrible this is not funny inside your head it's hilarious and it's not funny back in the day you're like oh look at stefan riche's score and yeah, oh look like- at andy moog and look at <laughs> little alan bester making his moves. Guess who was in that again Getting shelled <laughs> Little Alan
0: Buster. What an idiot Because he's not a Bruin He's a fucking moron and Actually Don Cherry loved Alan Bester I know he loves him It was weird I don't yeah. know why he liked him Alan Bester was but, terrible But the point is He was is, tiny and he probably didn't fight But you look back and you go Fuck
2: is this bad Not just because of the timing Or because of how stupid he looks It's not as good as you remember Because if you think about Today's day and age T.S. Apart from Don Cherry As the personality Today's day and age Every single sports center Does exactly what Don Cherry's <laughs> video did That's Once true. a year We get nightly Yeah, yeah Nowadays like, you know what I top, mean?
1: Here are the top <laughs> plays Here are the top bloopers Here's the highlight of the night Here's here the, the worst play Yeah, yeah.
0: Really the impact of it Where you could watch that A hundred times Because you never saw it
1: Well and keep in mind In 1990 uh, TSN is still a cable channel That yep. not everybody has I didn't and, have it And if you don't have TSN you're getting your hockey once a week, basically, yeah. uh, except the, for again, maybe the local yeah. Jets and you, game. And
2: you wouldn't know because the TV Guide's in the Saturday paper you had to get. So yeah. you can actually figure out what you the hell is on, exactly. on
1: And <laughs> if you wanted to know the score, you would sometimes have to wait to get the newspaper the next oh, day. Oh, day, every, every day, every morning. Real. Yeah.
0: I, sometimes I wouldn't know what the hell the Jets did. I mean, you could guess that they lost <laughs> right you could you could pretty much if you were throughout those years you could just say oh the jets lost you can guess
2: the jets lost and that Newmanin was set in the tempo
0: yeah and that, was, and, that was, and that was about those are the two guarantees in life yeah so so watching this i, I 100% agree with you because my notes were pretty um pretty vague um i i, I love my favorite thing is he starts out with a, a a segment called uh keeping it out and putting it in yeah. <laughs>
2: I picked that up too and, and
0: I would like to say Further to your point uh, O'Gratton Is It's still Don Cherry mm-hmm. And Don Cherry Is ridiculous And He's You know He's got the ridiculous Outdated uh, Philosophies on hockey Even then you're like He's laying on a little thick With the With the, with the hate for Russians And European players So At the time Oh yeah <laughs> Yeah Oh, yeah. Even back then, it was ridiculous, and he's still doing it. So, how Don Cherry still exists, I don't know. But
2: I mean, I, I, over the years, I've been I've been kind of watching him develop, and it's one of those things that you just pick up as a Canadian, and yep. you know he's not intelligent. <laughs> Period. <laughs> nope. but I mean, he knows hockey, But, but the difference between a hockey analyst, so you got good old Darren Dreger, and all the boys are on the panel all the time, or yep. you got someone like Cherry who actually has his finger on a pulse. And there's a difference between an analyst and someone who's got a pulse for the game. He understands the minors. He understands what it takes to not ever live at home from 5 o'clock in the morning every single day. To say, I mean, that's why I don't want to put my kid in hockey right away. He's six and a half, and he's ready to go. But we're just going to let him be a kid for a while. Yep. But as a side note, Don Cherry just has this ability to be able to pick games. He can pick wins. He can kind of predict what's going to happen. But in the... The manner of how he frames this prognostication—he's a total jackass. Oh,
0: one hundred percent.
2: He he says the wrong things and comes up with the re- right results uh, consistently, which is bizarre. And, and it's, it's
1: all the way through this thing. And, oh, and and let's let's not forget, like Don Cherry was a very successful coach in the NHL. Yeah, yeah he was. His team was a like full of Hall of Famers, which kind of helped. But this was a top team If it weren't for the Canadians dynasty In the late 70s Don Cherry should have Had a couple of cups Let's be honest Absolutely yeah. he should have Which he actually Talks about 79 yeah. He does talk about 79 So 79 79 we'll, um,
0: we'll, we'll stick right now We'll go through this And give you a little Taste for all our listeners It's, it's Yeah and he stuck here. around with us Through all this other talk It's Sorry, dying to hear Sorry guys <laughs> no, no, no. That's, no I love it Who stuck with us through all this to go through it? So, we started out with what we were saying, keeping it out and putting it in. (laughs) And basically, it's clips of goalies and guys scoring.
1: Lots of Alan Bester glove saves. Lots of Yeah,
0: lots of them. So, he starts with Patrick Waugh. And my favorite part of the start is, you know, we got Patrick in there. And he says, Patrick Waugh's getting over a million bucks. And if anybody's worth a million bucks, it's Patrick. A million. And, you know, by the end of of that, by 2001, he was making 8.5. So within eleven years, the guy was. <laughs> he was the main reason for the collapse of the NHL. That's
1: yeah. Well, there we go, right? <laughs> but in nineteen ninety, that's when like we're starting to talk about million dollar contracts. Well, yeah, and he, you know, he, on and he had just races.
0: gotten his million dollar yeah. contract. It we're just about
1: Matt Dunigan, weren't we?
2: Uh, almost in in that category in the CFL where he was starting to make what was he making? All of a sudden, it was like a hundred thousand. Yeah, he was bro. making a hundred grand or two hundred oh grand. God. It was like, oh my god, Matt Woo! Dunigan, that guy was worth it. This guy could have all oh, the he, he could old... gunsling.
0: He could have all the old Dutch in the world. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so then, he, you know, he's talking about, and I, I I started a beauty count, and I thought it would go way <laughs> oh, higher. beauty! It didn't. It only went to, like, four or five. Hmm. I was a little disappointed. But it was like, watch these beauty saves. And you know what? I'd say at least half of them weren't very good. Nope,
1: not at all. There were some where it's like a pad stack. Yeah. Like, alright.
0: Or or yeah. like, a, like a little kick save. And you're yeah. like, oh, Andy Moe kicked it into the corner. You're like, great save. <laughs> like it was basically
1: like a guy coming in along the wing and just putting one on net and Andy Moog kicks it into the corner, like a real pedestrian play, and it's like by the beauty. Yeah. Or yeah. Bill Ranford like like kinda
0: stops it with his toe. Yeah. And then and 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 then a couple oilers make a big save in front of that they like save it themselves.
2: And I think I think this review speaks to the complexity of getting away from the hockey and looking at the setting. I love the fact that Grapes is sitting on a plastic Adirondack chair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all the things that we could have in a studio set yeah. up for the man of hockey, <laughs> yep. he, he's got an Adirondack, and it's you know beige and it's plastic. <laughs> maybe P uh, maybe PVC. And you know while we're at it, let's pipe in some fine young cannibals. I know.
0: let oh, right? right? <laughs> was let's let's, let's, instrumental <laughs> stock version. Yeah. Of she drives me crazy. Yeah. The instrument. This was oh. one thing I liked about the video was some yeah. of the recognizable songs. It yeah. wasn't bad stock tunes mm-hmm. for the most part. I it mean, you knew good. what you knew what they were. Yeah.
1: And they sounded like the song, except yeah. without vocals. Yeah. And immediately, so, you're like, that's true. She drives me crazy. Yeah. Dee-dee-dee-dee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it fit the setting. And you know and So my favorite part was, was Alan Bester, because Alan Bester was terrible. Yeah, and he terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. And, but I love the the quote where he says, you see more rubber than a dead skunk on the Trance Canada yeah. Highway. <laughs> my, we my, used to love uh, that quote. I had that. My, uh, my other one was... Uh, that piece of paper dropped
1: more guys than
2: Luke Robotai. Oh, yes,
0: I had right. that note too no. <laughs> during the bloopers.
2: Just lay, yeah.
1: laying burns to hockey players. Oh, I know. I, it wasn't. I, I don't think I wrote it down, but I think it was in this one. It may have been in Rock'em Sock'em One because I watched it the same night. Yep. Where he said, you know, so and so sent Hawk and Luke back to Finland. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> super happy because of course he hates the europeans yeah. oh yeah
0: so and you know there, he shows coaches corner segments later and he talks about the russians yeah and talking about how, how little they did in the in the in the playoffs he says year.
1: he says <laughs> the russians they played 23 games and they got no zero, no goals, goals. None And then Ron McLean Has to pipe in and be like but "Well, they, they did get a few assists Eleven They got eleven oh, assists He was he on
0: point there Here too Because yeah. that was You know these, these guys It was their first season Like mm-hmm. there had been One guy the year before mm-hmm. A Russian who was playing And then this was the season Yeah 89-90 right That was the season Where the Russians Had the big You know So he I think he expected More out of them
1: So there is uh, After the, the goalie part There's a nice segment Where he goes through All the overtime goals Can from, I step
0: in one One oh, minute yeah, though yeah. Is that um, they? They the one guy was Glenn Anderson as uh, a guy that he showcased, and I love that. Apparently, the best the first, player in the league. The first jet sighting is Glenn Anderson blowing by Teppo Numminen, <laughs> and like the 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 softest poke check from Stefan Beauregard I've ever seen, and he just he puts it in. That must have been, that must have been from the playoffs
1: too. I bet you it was. Jesus.
0: Anyway, there's more. Continue. So, so we got, got we got some jet content in here. Yeah.
1: So we get into the playoffs, and he and now. Um, in the first Rock'em Sock'em, he's got footage from like the last like you know ten years that he's put in there. Yeah. But now he's going every season, <clears throat> so now he's only got basically a season's worth of content to put in. Yeah. And goes so, overtime. So he decides on. as one of the things that he does year after year is he'll go he'll show all the overtime goals from the playoffs right. the year before. Well, the nineteen ninety playoffs had. The Three. most famous overtime goal <laughs> yeah. in Winnipeg Jets history, yeah. which was the Dave Ellett goal in Game 4 game against four. the Edmonton Oilers to go up 3-1 in a series they lost. But I was you there. were there? Yeah, I yes. was there. Tell us about that. Uh, I remember, well, it's not a heck of a lot I remember.
2: I think we were only, I was 11. <laughs> so, I mean, I was 11 years old. Uh, we went down there, and I just remember falling asleep so hard by the very beginning of, of the first overtime. And this is back in the day when uh, Thomas Steen didn't have a whiskey nose. And that was the first thing that blew <laughs> That's my a mind. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a long so, time ago. The big, bulbous, like, <laughs> bozo, like, clown, like, the pores the size of, like, mosquitoes. And uh, he, looked, he basically looked like a screen door, like, just ran out in the middle of his face. Anyway, awesome. and I think that was the first thing. And so, and then uh, who was it who
0: took the penalty on him? Because he had a breakaway there. And yeah, who was that? wasn't I've had- watched the game. I mean, I have the game on that you that uh, Slip here burned for me on DVD. Yeah, yeah. I and I have
1: it. I just can't remember. I can't remember either.
0: Anyway, so and then but that, it was power, what,
1: But they went to a
2: power. And play. that's what went to the power play in uh, in the second overtime. And, and it was just
1: a drawback to Ella, and he shot,
2: and that was it. Like it was, it was and fantastic. Then, and then you're, they they all the crowds stayed. And then actually, they even they even remarked about two or three minutes in uh, after after scoring. The crowd was still on their feet and it's still remin- reminiscent ring
0: yeah. <laughs> back in the day
2: of today where we do fuck all in the playoffs, but we're still standing and cheering and going nuts and showing a lot of love and uh, kind of a higher hockey IQ from, uh, just from the league perspective, really. And I think even back in the day, you got the barn, you got the yellow paint. It looks I like love crap. Paint, you got yeah. the you got the dot matrix friggin' printouts of all the <laughs> of all the names that are hanging up, and then and, and then the, the de Resistance is the the painting of the Queen, Yes that, hang, that hangs up at the bottom oh, yeah. of the barn. So and I think good. they just sold that to a private collector, didn't they? In the states, like it's Chicago. Yeah, it's, like, back. it's
0: back. It's back. It's back. It's back, here. back, it's now. back. Someone yeah. here bought it, yeah. and so uh, it'll show up somewhere. I'm and sure. That's, but,
2: yeah, so I mean, and just having that goal and having everybody so friggin' tired in the first reaction is let's get the hell out of here, but then it's like, oh my god, we're on the verge of getting to the second round. And then we shit the bed. Which which here
0: in Winnipeg is a big
1: deal. And, and it was then the Oilers. The Oilers who swept well, us, and end, swept, end us and swept us and swept us. Yeah, yeah. And then we got one game on them a few years before that, but then they beat us 4-1. And in this one, you're up 3-1 on the mighty Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. And you're you're on the cusp of what would have been the biggest playoff victory in this city's history. Absolutely. Oh, And I, then, uh, well,
0: and then, and apart from the old Avco, and cut. it was all the weird goaltending choices and all that. It just went down. I I would be remiss if I didn't mention the the first clip that he shows is is the overtime winner by the Oilers in Game Two. Yes. Where Mark Lamb, that great little grinder, I love him, um, <laughs> no. splits Elliot and Olison. <laughs> And then and and scores and then fucking Tikkanen gets in Borgard's face. He's yep. all he's all he's all yakking at him. <laughs> Fuck, I hate Tikkanen I
2: hated Tikkanen too. Goddamn Tikkanen I hate yeah. him. It was ugly, and it was capped off with his Jofa helmet. Oh, I think that was and the just, thing that I hated the most. And you
0: know, he just he just talked and talked. And I mean, he backed it up. So nothing against Tikkanen The guy, what four Stanley Cups? Essa Tikkanen reminds me of Scottie
2: Pippen. You know what I mean? Like they they're both not the center of attention, but they are both there for all the rings. And they both did a bit of chirping, but they were always raining threes. Yeah, and they're always and producing. And they're always producing. It was I, bizarre. You an know? agitator.
1: Yeah. So Absolutely. We, we had some other overtime goals here. I've just written a few down. We have Momeso um, scoring for the Blues from outside oh the goodness. blue line. On, on Alan Bester. On <laughs> Alan Bester. <laughs> to kill the Leafs. And they say they blamed Alan Bester. And it's like, well,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <when he laughs> they they outside say. The yeah. Through his legs. Like, yeah, no, terrible. Like right through the five hole. Terrible. We have LA winning in overtime against the Calgary Flames. And then this is to win the series against the Flames, and that was a big upset too. And that goal and, was
0: ridiculous. Kruzhalisky was on his belly. Well, it yeah. was the year after they won the cup. Yeah. Yeah. And so had, that was and a big guy's deal. piled on top of him and he and he hacks at the puck in the slot. And it pops over Vernon. And in Vernon's, slow motion's
1: reaching for it and he can't reach it. And it just goes over him and into the net. And so it's to win the series and then, and then the fucking kings are on on the ice skating all over the ice by themselves like cheering <laughs> like not not in a group like you should get the pile on they're all yeah, like, yeah. on their own just and cherry makes fun of them because that's yeah. what he does yeah well it, you, they show a nice a nice shot of it and it does look ridiculous it does look ridiculous and then the the other one that i remembered was uh the goal in the third overtime with the oilers and the bruins where klima scored and then of course you got to talk about the fucking helmet the Peter Klima hat. <laughs> Jeez,
0: that's an awful looking hat. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I had a
1: green version of that one when I was like eleven. Jofa. I think. Yeah.
0: And then uh, and then he go then Cherry goes into his um, the the loss to the Canadians. Yeah. He eats his crow. Yeah. And talks about it. We'll skip that because
1: that's where they play. She drives me crazy. Yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah, that's where they do the whole the whole she drives me crazy. So, right.
1: So then we get into some hockey humor. Yes. And when we and when we fire this one up, now we're changing the tempo of the music. We're going to the Love Shack stock music. Yes,
0: and we did we did skip over that he did coaching tips where he basically oh. shows coaches acting like babies. Yes. Except coaches. for Bob Murdoch.
2: Good old Bob Murdoch doesn't Just do anything. Stands there and looks stone
0: faced. Look <laughs> yeah, he had
2: a big push broom. It reminds me of Ned Flanders.
0: Yeah, he got the big oh, dusty, right? Eh? The, owl, the yeah. big the big ass <laughs> <guard>. oh, <laughs> It's all Primo.
1: Yeah.
0: So hockey humor.
1: Hockey humor now. I didn't. I didn't write much down on this, but one thing that I did write that actually made me laugh. Yeah, was when he and and it may, actually made grapes laugh too. Is when he said, "Joey Mullen tried to kill himself when he heard he was going to Pittsburgh," <laughs> and it's Mullen stumbling and falling into the goalpost. Yeah, yeah it's, and, and, because, <laughs> and
0: he made fun of all these things, all these guys getting traded. He's like, you know, he's he's saying, "Oh, when he he found out he was going to Hartford, he." You know he yeah. he he. You know fell Ch- over the blue Chelios
1: line. when he found out he was going to the ha- or no, to the Blackhawks Black and Hawks. he makes a yeah. funny face. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, I I did is was that a, a a bandit sighting that we saw on the Gary Le- on the giveaway portion where, where Gary Lehman scores on the Jets? I think it was Berthium. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so because he did play that season, Berthium a couple six games I think. So that that's a nice little uh, a nice little uh, aspect of this.
2: Um, I love the thing I liked about it was when they kicked it into its grape jam. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, we oh, oh. yeah.
0: Yeah, I grape think we got to play. We are we, we, we have it queued up. Grape Jam. Let's play, let's play Grape Jam, for <laughs> those who've never heard it.
2: More like Grape Jelly. know. He's a man behind the mic, and he loves a good
0: fight. Got his own set of words, and they come out just right. He's a rocky man, seen coast to coast. And if you don't go in corners, he hates you the most. Grape uh, I'll tell you something right now. Uh, just... Grape jam. <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible song. Is this the lowest? I played the minor no. leagues, like I coached a box, and If you're done? asking me, I, I think, think the
2: games in ruins. I I don't. Game's in ruins. Guys yeah. don't fight, they don't Of anything like in rock the, the worst Queen thing Mac? ever
0: done. Yeah, I think so, I'm wondering. Cuz the grapes techno was pretty bad. Because, uh, yeah. What was it with BTK or something? He did a, gra- a techno grape jam or something. It was terrible. Yeah. This could be up there, though. It's this pretty bad. Is, I don't know. I think this
2: is right up there. I think the Dream Warriors really, you know, they really felt the flow off of this one. It's,
0: it's <laughs> the exact same year. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the grape jam was pretty
1: bad. Um, I just wrote grape jam so fucking terrible. Yeah. is in my notes.
0: Um, yeah. Right before that, they had done the uh, Hardy Astrom segment. Yes. And, uh... And, you know, so they're making fun of goalies. And uh, the, my best line that I, that I agreed with 100% with Don Cherry was when he said there was a, a goal on Kelly Rudy where the puck flew, went, went up in the air and landed behind him and off his ass into the net. Yeah. And Don Cherry says, Folks, have you noticed the puck always bounces the right way for Edmonton? Yeah. And I thought at the time, absolutely. Yeah. Just that, that, that's the 80s and, you know, the first year of the 90s in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The puck bouncing and, the right way for the Oilers, except for Steve Smith, and I, I will say, oh yeah, oh, <sighs> that that was that was the one little bit of of, of karma for the Oilers.
2: Yeah, anybody so, anybody who didn't produce, put him in the front office of the Edmonton Oilers in 2015. And they, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and they t- and, they yeah. no they are he obviously has the secret
0: to success. Oh, whatever. Yeah. They
1: got ran out of town. That team is in a lot better shape now with all those oh. fucking goofs. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: they you know yeah Peter Chiarelli absolutely
1: so. Um, Go on. Are we going to go yeah. to the Don Cherry clips with uh, him talking with Ron on hockey? Yeah, he Night does Canada? the Coach's corner clips, it, it and he bitches that. about
0: Russian players, which we talked about. But he bitches about Matt Snazland being short and small and not wanting to
1: enter fight. But my favorite one is he's making reference at one point to a game with the Jets. Yes, he's very unhappy. It's it's garbage hockey as far as he's concerned, and he calls fan. it yeah, and he calls it Swedes and Finns playing in December, and, he, <clears> and <throat> he references it being a tea party. Yeah, he hates it, and then he talks about. What what the another game out west? Whammo whammo! That's hockey. So other yeah. you know Pittsburgh and Calgary or something like that. But the Jets get a scathing review from from yep. Don Cherry. So he bitches
0: about Russians, makes fun of Matt Snazlin, talks about Swedes and Finns playing in December, and then he loves Wendell Clark. So it's Coach's Corner, in a nutshell. One
1: more though that again made me again another legitimate uh, laugh out loud was he's talking to Ron and and basically he starts bragging to Ron about how rich he is. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. yeah so weird You know I forget what Ron said But he's like But our, so I'm sure he's like Yeah well I'm rich And he like Straightens out his suit And then gives a little wink To the camera So I can say Whatever the hell I want Pretty back, much you know, Yeah because back in the day I mean Nowadays Ron You know is obviously Like a staple well with off. the CBC yeah. But back in those days Ron was like a puppy At the CBC So yeah. Graves just used to Fucking shit all over him
0: Yeah for Well he still did for many he's kind
1: of he's kind of like the uh, the
2: Jerry Lawler of <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like how Lawler like played heel for a long time like full out with with uh, Ross yeah and then in the later days they were just pals yeah like that was they that. all got older and and mellowed out a little bit and that's kind of like grapes and Ron are now just pals like, yeah you know you know when when grapes croaks Ron's delivering the eulogy right yeah like, absolutely.
0: So. so we go to hits, and I just I checked out by this sported. point. Me too. I was like, I, you know, hits are great, but do I need to watch a compilation of hits from 1989, the, 90? Actually, Probably you not. don't. And I think the take-home
2: message of that day and age is it's mandatory that you run around, chicken wing, yep. and just literally slew foot everybody, yep. chicken wing everybody in the temples, yep, and basically oversell it by doing somersaults. It's true, yeah. basically. He somersault on every hit. It was basically. not very entertaining,
1: ha, and ha, a lot of these hits are like totally illegal. Yeah, Completely hits from illegal. behind and like like hitting people with sticks and like knee on knees guys, and punching. And yeah,
2: guys, this is only three years, uh, two or three years removed from our guy Lindros ending his friggin' career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like For that very reason, like he, as far as far as I'm concerned, a guy like Lindros was the reason concussions came into view. Well, yeah, in it's NHL. Many period. Well, so I, was a a Linder- I wasn't a
1: Lindros fan, but, like, yeah, you ruined a guy's career because well, he yeah. got rocked in the head too many times. And this was a hell- over and this over is like and over. a great career that could have been a hell of a Oof. lot better if he hadn't been, you know, like, pounded if, if, in the it's head. Not,
0: if That wasn't the culture of hockey. It's time.
2: It's not like Pronger where he got rocked at the end of his career kind of thing. It's yeah. like this guy in the prime. Mine, he got a puck in the face, too, right? Was it well, yeah. a stick or a puck?
0: Was it yeah. a stick with Pronger? I can't remember. But he then was- we do fights. Yeah. Done. They'll, they they set the funny fights to tequila, which was great. Yes.
2: Here's the fights. We got Karkner and Myers, and Karkner clearly wins, but it's a draw because Myers is my buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Great quotes. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So they, they clearly coach.
1: got his ass whipped, but I like this guy so he wins. Oh, that's but a draw. They show they show a fight with uh Phil Sykes and Wayne Gretzky. Sykes when he was with the Kings. Is this in Rock'em Sockem
0: 2? Is that the one? Cuz I kind of skipped it. Was that the one? Yeah, I think okay. so. Was it in one? No.
1: And uh I don't remember that one. And he's making fun of he's making fun of Curry during the course of the fight cuz Curry's in there with Gretzky too, and Curry won't take his gloves off. <laughs> so he's like take your gloves off, man. Like and and basically making fun of him because he's European. Meanwhile, Tequila's playing. Yeah. And then they're like, now let's get into a real tussle. And then and they goes, play, like, like the, a, booming the rock, rock music, the rock right? Music. But uh, what I liked about it was that, of course, like, the guys that he praises are, like, Bob Probert yep. and John Kordick. Oh, real men. Yeah, real men. Both dead. Yep. At this point. Prematurely and, 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 dead. And, 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 and John very, more prematurely than Bob. Yeah. And, like, and very likely... <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> and, but very likely, like, you know, the fighting in hockey is... I'm sure is somewhat, at the very least somewhat, and in some cases very much so, contributing to those oh people's like early demise. That, right? It's, it's,
0: that's it's, almost it's, a slam dunk. It's Pugilistic man. It's this. It's it's all you know. I, I I I didn't even watch. Um, it wasn't bad. It was it, you know there was a few good. It was a few funny things. It was 35 minutes. You know, uh, a few weeks ago we watched a terrible like B horror movie. It was terrible. It was a waste of time. This wasn't as big of a waste of time. It had some nostalgia. You know, we got to talk about uh, uh, O'Gratten there at the Jets game in question, so, I, you know...
2: Dropping the big hoax uh, from, the, from for, the upper decks. For me, I think it was all about the Adirondack chair.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that
2: really summed up that... I, it was terrible, in my opinion. I, You're right, it's not as bad as, you know, BD list horror movies, but...
1: It was It was. I yeah. do like the idea of, of Don Cherry Sitting there In like this Makeshift bar setup. Where I guess <laughs> No, no like, it was in his It was, was in his restaurant Which was for his restaurant yeah. Right because he used to Have a show um, On every Grape, grape line. Yeah grape line Or some shit Produced by grape his brother grape. Right Tim yep. Cherry yep. yep For Molestar Communications And he's sitting there Trying to control his dog Who's wearing A fucking Bruins jersey okay. yeah, I'm Bruins jersey. Okay, well, what do you think They're blue Is that the original blue Or is no, that blue too yeah. Blue too It's gotta be blue too yeah. The no, yeah, original blue, the, original blues it's like the, the blue, blue nose, or something <laughs> like It's a friggin' ship from Canada. All yeah. right. All right. So, Bluetooth. the last uh, the last segment of the day, as we're an hour and ten minutes in, is uh, the top five list. The torsion center top five. Torsion center is coined by it, Alio Gratton. I'm wearing my Adidas right now. As
0: Adidas <laughs> torsion.
1: So, this is the list for this week. <laughs> the list for this week's top five is. I didn't just want to do best albums of the 90s and I figured 90s was good. I was glad you didn't because that's that's where we all knew each other the best was in the 90s so I figured we got to do something 90s related. So I decided that I would do it where you're stuck on a deserted island and you can only take five albums with you. Now, how did you come up with that, that was concept? Mid- that is a high, that's high concept. It's right not there. trite at all. <laughs> I've, just <thought> I've never <laughs> heard that before. No, I've just I thought know, about it before that. where it's like, it's it's like the deserted island, like whatever, but I always just think, no, like, I know. Just what if, yeah, what if someone said to me, you can only keep five? Yeah. You have to get rid of everything else, but you can only keep five. And I
2: would be like, I need fire, water supply, shelter, yeah. but you need Duran Duran. But hey,
0: we're, we are... <laughs> uh, but that's, that's, what's so we fun about, that's what's so fun about pretending. Right, right
1: absolutely. That's right. Yeah, that's right, using your imagination. Yes, exactly. So you want to... This is your list, so why don't you kick us I off? I get to kick off, right? Absolutely. All right, let me just grab the old, uh, the old soundboard here. All right, so... Uh, I don't know if you're gonna both like like mine a lot. I think yours your two is gonna be a lot cooler than mine. I think ours are gonna be kind of similar. It it's... might be similar. Well, I guess we're gonna find out, aren't we? Uh, we are. We are. We usually like to say if we, we'll acknowledge the
0: crossover if it happens. Yeah. So we'll, okay. we'll go. So I'm gonna
1: there. I'm gonna go in in order from earliest <clears throat> to latest. There's cool. actually mostly late on here. Okay. But the first album is from 1994, and it is. Is this gonna play? Oh yeah. So we've got. Peter Gabriel, of course. Of course, got to be Pete with, with everything his Genesis or
2: Phil yep. Collins or Peter so, Gabriel with you.
1: Fantastic live album, "Shaking the Tree" live. Oh, so you yeah. get all the hits in there. Released in 1994, nice. hits. hits. Yes. Not <laughs> only the hits, oh what a hit! But we've got like the <laughs> live carnage, the live versions of the <laughs> hits, right? Yeah. So extended versions, yeah. Lots of like instrumental breaks. Just a nice, just a nice like. Okay. Two discs. Well, hey, you get more bang for your well, buck. You know, yes,
0: it's you something know, you could
1: fuck your coconut you know, to. I, 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 <laughs>
0: this, guy, this guy's <laughs> thinking too, right? No, no, like, no, I, gotta get a,
1: I gotta get a double album in here. You know, we've got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've got like, you know, two hours of material. Yep. Um, I used to listen to this with uh, a lot with this guy that I was in pipe band with, James. You remember. Yeah, I remember oh, James. I remember. Was that Teen Scrooge? No, Teen Scrooge? Monster Okay. But yes, you remember. Yeah, yeah. Grant remembers James too, that we would listen to this. We'd listen to the shit out of this album at his lake. James, mm-hmm. was his brother Colin? No, that no, was Jason. That was Jason. Yeah, you'd remember him to see him. Okay. You'd remember him. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's uh, number one. So All right, like, good stuff. Nothing big there. Number two is Crossover. Okay. And it was confirmed Crossover because we were hinting at some albums. And initially, I we are talking about Matt Good. Yes. And initially, I was going to go with Beautiful Midnight. You didn't go with Beautiful Midnight. I switched it. You switched it. Well, it's a good choice. I had to switch it. I had to fucking switch it because there's just more. I was looking at Beautiful Midnight and I was like, there is some stuff I absolutely love on it. Yeah. And then there's some stuff that's fine. Yeah. But Underdogs is just like, you know, like. Oh, good track wall to walk. Yeah. Underdogs. I, I a lot of people. 1997. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people would say like their favorite track is uh, Apparitions. I would say that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that myself,
0: but I would. I would agree. And neither would I. And I and I talked.
1: <laughs> and I talked. I talked uh, at an earlier version of the show about change of season. Yes, which is a great. Which is it's a great. Classic, yeah. But for me, the best part about this album is this right here. Your oh yeah. The, the reason that this is so flash good, symbol. The reason that this is so fucking good is this song. This song is awesome, obviously, and this is it's called Prime Time Deliverance. But this is the only time in the song that he sings the chorus. Yes, it's like three and a half minutes of build up. And then he just blasts it out right there And then it's done It's just like he gives it to you once I know And it's amazing and then, yep. it's, and then it's over So that's my favorite track on that album But And O'Gratton slipped out This is crossover Because I did choose this as one of mine I'm sure but you've got a track of your own I got a track got of one. my own yes uh, Alright number three Now the rest of mine are actually from 1999 Look at you right at the edge <laughs> You know I, I mean early 90s stuff You know like I, it, It's all good but I, I was a late bloomer when yeah. it came to a lot of what was really good, I listened to like Gordon, like which is a, I I still think are great albums like yeah. Bare Naked Ladies mm-hmm. and uh, Live and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff, which is like all fine. I still listen to it today. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit it. But when you're talking about like what you want to keep like what you really want to cool. hold on to right yeah. and that was the difference in this list of what's the best albums and what would you actually want to yeah, consistently exactly. rotate yeah. on an island yeah, exactly so that was the difficult so the third the third one is uh Nothing Left to Lose by the Foo Fighters good yes which is I think their best album but really oh, the yeah, the A side the A side of the album is just like I could listen to that A side over and like over the first and over four, again. Five
0: tracks or six tracks. And I was
1: like, I could go with something a little bit obscure or not really obscure, but not like not, not obvious. But I didn't. I just went. Like, come on. This single, it's just like they play the shit out of it. You still hear it all the time, but i have never. I just never tired of it. That's a
0: good. This was a great album. I remember and, when it came out. It was. It was. It was like, wow, this is really, really good.
1: And affirming my like Jets fandom, which I know is questioned by a lot of people out there. Yes. The best treat when the Jets win a game is that they play this song. That's great. And it's perfect great. when you're celebrating and that yep. one, yep. and this is blasting in the MPF center. It's awesome, right? Awesome. Good choice. So, Better
0: you... than... Oh, <laughs> oh. oh, no, that's... <laughs> Rev... still pretty oh, yeah. too. But... You, the Jets has the worst one. Hmm. Rev Theory, hell yeah. Oh, terrible. Oh, God, yeah. I've but... always thought... My feeling is if they... The Jets should play as a goal song, Kickstart My Heart, because that would be fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> Whoa,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Can't my it would better.
1: It would be better than that. Give me a hell yeah! Uh, oh, that theory stinks.
0: Terrible. Okay, so uh, okay. You want to no... see?
1: You want to see strippers come out at any second every time? Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. Number four is um. This one should be obvious for you at least. Poops for for me, which Oops. is the man. The Oops. man who by Travis. Travis. Yep. Because it's the best. Like it's a top five album of all time for me, we- including like one of my favorite opening tracks ever. Mm, Oh, classic! Just a beautiful like, what like side, side one a like track one. Just side side one track one, side a track one. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, and the whole album. I mean, it's it's not rocking. It's all very mellow. Yep. It's like Scottish, British, like laid back. So when you're on that island
0: and you're looking up at the stars and the wind's blowing. And you're like, I'm gonna listen to some Travis,
1: good (laughs) stuff, you know. And then the last one again from 1999, and actually in '99, I I don't even think I knew this album existed. This is a band that I got into um, probably in the you know 2001 ish, okay. And then like them going forward, and also grab back catalog. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'll just play this. Derophonics. Derophonics. Yep performance of cocktails. Yep. Um yeah. Phonics, who also have their like softer side. Yep. But like yeah. there <laughs> some there's some punch to that. this and this band live like the, the, the recorded stuff doesn't hold a candle to them live. They're loud like they're they are allowed like rockin' band, but they can also like slow it down, you know, yep. get the little tear jerkers in. So anyways, great album, love it. And I and you know what? I cheated a little bit because I couldn't put this album on here, but it was like, if I could just bring one more track with me. Okay, I okay. I,
2: I think we all did.
1: I think if I could just bring one more track with me, and this is for all of us here.
0: Crossover. Oh my god! Crossover. That's, yeah. that's Alio Gratton's music! <laughs> it's the backyard beats! Oh no, that's right, he oh. had to oh. I had a crossover with I apologize. I, I confused this song with Elliot Bratton's theme song of Levitate yep. off of Dig. But
1: in my defense, we use this as a clip package for Whoopass. Yeah, we did, which is one of the reasons why. Like, whenever I when I listen to the song, when I listen to the song in my head, I imagine like the clips. Yeah, from, all, the, from all the big hits. You know,
0: that song is a really fun song, and that album actually, that album um, when I bought it in, uh, it's from 1996. I bought it in the summer of 96 and I didn't get into it. I didn't like it which was strange because man was it ever good and it's one of the most well produced um, Canadian um, rock albums that I've ever heard and um, what I like about One More Astronaut is all the different kind of little things that you can hear going on in the background, the different little vocal tracks that they've layered underneath um, and of course the big big build to the um, where they would play it
1: live and they'd jump all in unison. And yeah. every it's got, it's it's just a really really good rock song. So well done. Let's pass it over to Alio Gratton because I crossed over with him on this one. I think sounds good. So I'm gonna. I uh, want to hear him talk about and it. And when you're talking, I don't have. I, I'm gonna. I'll try to cue up as much as I can. I YouTube. queued up. one. Well, I don't know if you could plug it in or not, but yeah, oh yeah, let's try it.
0: Here, pass it over here. Well, while they're 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 queuing things up, okay, I, so I will say, I'll say. will the bottom.
1: So it's in just right. here you Go as. On the fly production. On the fly production. We'll try it, and if it doesn't work, I'll play it through. Master the producer
0: here.
2: I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys know this, so we'll see. Turn it up on your phone. There you go. We got Herbalizer. This is 1999. This is right at the end, and this is Gold Rush. And for getting back into the day where you get this real acid jazz trip hop. Flavor, where everything was crossing over at 99, 2000, where the rave scene became a lot bigger everywhere. And so things like Tribal House and Breaks and stuff became yep. really big. For having a live band, I remember seeing these guys at the Pyramid here. <laughs> it, was, it kind of reminded me of the Simpsons episode where Smashing Pumpkins is in there and everybody looks really dissident. And they're just kind of waving back <laughs> and forth. All, like, all pissed off good. at life. But, they, but they're actually loving it inside. And uh, I remember watching this show and I was just like, the fact you can have live horn section with with trip hop was to me it was catalytic in getting into that into the 2000s for me without falling into the
0: fucking big shiny tunes category all the time oh that's yeah. really good you know what i really like this and i got to say if i could yeah, interject I know, right now what about. i'm doing on twitter is i'm doing a uh, it's called the the 366 tunes project mm-hmm. and so what i'm doing every day is i'm finding a new song and i'm i'm acquiring it in some way i'm buying it or i'm downloading it depending on on if it's available so I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, checking this one out for one of the days. I'll make sure to credit Alio Grattan because this is uh, really good. Yeah, you're on day three tomorrow, right? I'm on day three tomorrow. I don't have anything. I have a couple of ideas of what I'd like to look into. So
1: you have to you have to wait for that one. I also have to say, like looking at that time period that that you're discussing there. The direction that you went in, in terms of, oh the, uh, in terms of the electric music though, yeah. electronic music, was a lot cooler than the direction I went into because I got into like British house and like pop house, like not yeah. deep house. Yeah, yeah he liked that. Like, he liked Sandstorm, by yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like shit yeah. like that. Yeah, that's that's where I went. Which now looking back again fine no like, respect higher, to this because yeah uh,
0: this props. Is, yeah it's good stuff to get into i like it good choice all right okay yeah so i
2: mean i had to cross over that mother scenery and fish everybody knows raspberry everybody knows uh, raspberry is a classic you know one more astronaut everybody knows yep. uh there, there's a bunch of others but there is there's just so many good tracks that when you piss her that on on yep. that album I, I think i think of all the songs that have the word piss in it and I think they're all amazing, and they're all B side, like uh, territorial pissings mm-hmm. from Nirvana and stuff. Like yep. anything, uh, they're like just piss songs. so good. Yeah, like it, piss it, is it, a good song. It, the way that they're able to just hum stuff together, the way Jag can get up there and, and just literally do like a, an homage to like seventies lead guitar, and actually yeah, rock. while keeping it super current,
0: it
1: exactly. <laughs> Used to be all right. Yeah. This I've had. There's no studio version here on YouTube. I remember listening to oh, it. No, I the car. Yeah,
2: and I, and this isn't sucking your dick or anything. Like this is like I love scenery and fish. My brother did too, and we we rocked it all the time around.
0: Oh yeah, I still I still listen to it, like front to back. Shortcut to Moncton, like a girl is probably one of my favorite songs. Yeah, absolutely. Just like all those little things that they do. Yeah. like I was thinking about Like a Girl and I was thinking about um, the one part where it's where, where they kind of go in and it's like the, um, the only thing that's keeping me awake is watching reruns of the Mod Squad and cartoons I'm like <laughs> fucking lyrics no, of and you yeah. know Edwin wasn't writing any of that Absolutely. It was all the Tanner but brothers but who were writing so everything. he was so good at singing. He was and so was good at singing. Unreal.
1: Yeah. And you know what? They were... Um, it reminds me I, of Ricky Martin, too. It's, just, <laughs> it's good. I'd still know. probably... I don't know if i put them top five. Absolutely, I'd put them top ten. I'd have to think about it. But Dude, for live, he's live not, show? Yes. He's live not show.
2: Top, yeah. and this, again, this was the real... They were the last edition I put on because it was a 90s album. Do I want to bring to desert island? They're definitely not the top five of the 90s. No no, And, no. That, and that's, that was the,
0: That was my kind of my, my mixer there That I had to throw and, and you don't want To have to defend that As a top album of the 90s You want to defend you it can't. As something you'd want To listen to all the time Absolutely Knowing that Yeah okay you know what It's not the best ever But man I love listening to it Yeah It's like And that leads me right
2: Into my number I'll just, I'll just jump And go number yep. one RHCP Blood Sugar Sex Magic I see 91. We were
1: talking about this I And knew, we knew it I knew that was going to come yeah, I knew you were, were going to I know. I know Absolutely. you knew that though yep. This was a short
0: can... list For me very close But how can yep. I front if no, I know. No front in here on the Mezzanine how, sleepover. How, <laughs> I'll give you a I'll give you a cartwheel hug. Ah, right god damn it!
2: Um, yes, I mean.
1: What track do you want me to try to find?
2: Uh, oh god, there's so many of them, right? Uh, Power of equality.
1: Yes. Okay, let's see what we got here. here. We'll give me yeah. some background. Keep going. Swing better,
2: better bad swing bada, Yeah. Then hey, then then righteous and the wicked. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a great well, one too. Just, a- anything. Really. That's the point. That's the point of this of this list. Is can you listen to the thing from the front? right to the back and yeah Sir Psycho Sexy too. Huh? yes this one needs to be as loud as possible but. I'll just play it for a couple seconds yeah, this is a let's just psych it up for some. It reminds me of so many nights at the lake at three o'clock in the morning sitting behind a tent platform, 16 years old, with my ghetto blaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the du- oh, twin tray. Woo! Yeah. Hi and right? yeah. Yeah. twin yeah. tray you can double, you know you can dub shit. Uh that the metal panasonic one my dad actually so in- sunk that $150 into a ghetto in 1987 and I rocked that thing behind uh, the tent with my cousin Kelly Stinson who she's still uh, she's at the lake right now out in Kenora and it's bizarre being 36 and... she's
1: probably listening right now
2: oh, no no yeah. no she's probably asleep or something. <laughs> 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 you know but she she doesn't have a family or anything like that but we would just rock cigarettes non-stop chain smoke two packs while listening oh. to this album over and over again so behind, behind the tent And she while well, she's trying to get play off of this guy who uh, was in Olympic trials for swimming <laughs> came to train in the lake of the woods, you know, because everybody can use a little pink eye once in a while <laughs> during, during your Olympic training and, uh, and we, yeah, he used, they, we used to sit back there and listen to a variety of other things, uh, which leads me into my other one, which <sighs> I had to switch gears again in the vein of Herbalizer, but just for the hell of it a Tribe called Quest, 1996 and they've got low-end theory, they've got Midnight Marauders, but for me it was Beats, Rhymes, and Life and uh, for me, <sighs> Alishaheed Muhammad, the way that he can lay down loops and tracks and loops and tracks and knock out this nasty, quest-lovian kind of. Play the hop. If you can. The hop. You find the hop. Oh. That's a perfect example. Uh, or wordplay, whatever. And for me, it was that was also a transition where in 1996, this was very. Chili Peppers, Tragically Hip, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Tribe Called Quest, and, where, and it was also that that area where it wasn't like Anthrax and Public Enemy, you know, where it was a really fucked up fusion of the, of the two. This was starting to get into the, the range of the 90s where this was actually happening. And yeah. so this yeah. was actually starting to get into like Questing the Run The, D, the Run DMC, uh, Down with the King 1993 kind of thing was catapulting a little bit of the rock sounds like they always did, following the vein of Run DMC and Beastie Boys from the 80s and Calls Boutique and stuff. And, bringing that into the 90s. Now it's starting to get into where now you'd be hard-pressed to see a live rap show that didn't have guitar solos and stuff in it. It's it's bizarre nowadays. Yeah. And so I got... This is something that for being a skateboarder... Actually, I still skateboard now. Not very well, but it's been 20... Shit. 26 years I've been skateboarding now. My ankles have paid for it, but this is a staple. Skateboarding Millennium or at the time Centennial Library, hacky sack, smoking weed and... (laughs) <laughs> Basically listening to Tribe all the time And it was the perfect yeah, soundtrack for Fantastic. Good choice so Herbalizer uh, RGP, Tribe, and I'm Other Earth Now, the toss up I had At the very end was Do I pick Soundgarden Super Unknown Oh my god And I, I just for the hell of it, I, had, so I was hard. trying to sell myself And I go, here's the, here's the tracks Let Me Drown, yep. My Wave mm-hmm. Fell on Black Days, Sing it. Mailman yeah. Super Unknown, Head Down Black Hole Sun, Spoon Man, Limo Wreck, The Day I Tried to leave, Live, Kickstand, Fresh Tendrils, Fourth of July, Like Suicide. Like, every uh, single one of those songs is effing amazing. Yes. And I, and I didn't know what was going to win over that. I'm like, is that something that I want to listen front to back on a Desert Island? And I was like, you know what? I think I got to give that props over, over my boys of, of Fully Completely, of Tragically Hip. I was so yep. torn. Because I love that album but so Super much. But Super Unknown wins it, doesn't it? Super no one wins it, and yes. it also beat out Stone Temple Pilots Purple. I had such a hard time with those three. And I can't believe that I snuck I, am Mother Earth in there instead of picking another one of those. Did you, did you but, see
0: Soundgarden at the arena
2: in 94? Uh,
0: no, I didn't. Uh, that, was, that was something. This is in 94? Yeah. Summer in 94. In 94, I saw, it, in 94. In 94, I
2: saw uh, The Day for Night, Tragically Hip, at the arena. And that was a good one, too. I didn't bigger. see that one. That, so one. that was an
0: awesome show.
1: I'm surprised... I, I thought I knew Chili Peppers was going to be there, but I thought that you were going to have some rage. I know you list. thought. I thought so too. We
0: talked about this. Yeah. We we were thinking we were about what what would ograttan pick. And I I like solid solid list. And I I concur on Super Unknown. It's not a crossover. No. It was on my list, my short list of ten or twelve. Yeah. Um, so, without further ado, yeah, yourself. Oh yeah. yeah, hold on. Pass here. it
1: on, sexy boy. Yeah. All right, so we're over. We're over to Poops. Have some talking stick. Yeah, yeah. just so you know, Poops gives me the tracks in advance, but he labels them generically so that it's a big surprise.
0: Yes, <laughs> I, I'm big into <laughs> yeah. the surprises. Yeah. Um, I started off my <laughs> list, and um, I'm I'm going by by date, uh, release date, not perfectly because I got three that are all in the same year, and I kind of staggered them just for my own, just for talking about it, um. I'm going to start out with, a, with, a, with an album and a band that I didn't listen to uh, at the time and that if I wanted to be on a desert island and I really wanted to have this band in my life for the rest of my life on a desert island I, I, so I picked their album I picked Pixies Bossa Nova mm-hmm. from 1990 um, because I love it now and this track is The Happening and um, it's probably my biggest musical regret is never listening to Pixies I was again I, yeah. I wouldn't say late bloomer but on Pixies absolutely I'm just blooming into them this year oh they're so good this I was year. late too.
1: I was late too. I was probably thirty six.
0: Man, I'm picking on the Pixies yeah. now. And it's like you kind of feel like you missed out, but it's so good that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And like Bossanova is not their best album, but it's solid. It's really surf rock oriented. I mean, it's, it kicks off with a surf, surf rock, rock cover rock? to start, and and just and goes from there. The sloppy singing almost they reminds me right, of well, not, reminds me
2: of Mac Marco. Where are you familiar yeah. with that at all? Mac
1: Marco who. If there's a festival on, Mac DeMarco is there. Like he's there, and, and, it's, like, oh, this and had, it's
2: packed. If I had a in festival of... in my
1: backyard, Mac DeMarco would be there. Nice. I, I saw Mac DeMarco. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and people would line up. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Do you know Mac DeMarco? No. Mac DeMarco from good old Vancouver. He's got like another one of these prolific artists that has like an album out every like four months. There's tons of material. All oh. right. Well, let's, we'll check let's check it out. It out. Oh, unreal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. His album too, is great. Uh, his rock and roll. Um, the heck is it again uh, rock and roll not beauty club what the heck is it again anyway it, it, he has this this sexy tenor voice but at the same time <laughs> he is the most crass stage musician swearing jokes swearing offensive in your face but that's part of his slacker rock
0: mystique where they love him in russia they love him in the ukraine it's like vancouver's version so, of jack Eagle. so can we get like now we're plugging him? we gotta let him know we will. The sleepover's plugging you. We'll send them. We'll send them. <laughs> we'll send, 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 a, we'll send, send, a send poops. Some, some CDs because right, I've never heard go. them. He's All probably right? at the circle downstairs right now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's probably, he's probably
1: playing <laughs> at the park theater right now. Oh, he's playing the park everywhere. theater like two so, months ago. Yeah, not too long ago. So right. I went
0: Pixies because I wanted Pixies on my desert mm. island. Uh, no, like backstory of my life when I was younger. I just want Pixies on there. So sure. I picked Bossa Nova. Um, the second track I'm picking, <clears throat> and now we go to 1993, and this one's a little off the board for most people who you know. Um, Maybe not Canadians. Some Canadians might remember them from a few tracks. Um, I'm going with Mystery Machines Glazed. And uh, the opening track here is Mm. called Everyone's Alright. So you want to cue that up. This is a desert island pick. Oh, yeah. I I love this album. I love it. I I, I bought it. I first saw Mystery Machine at the Pyramid, what it was called, the Spectrum. And um, they were opening for uh, Pure and I saw them in oh, 1993 wow. and uh, I saw Mystery Machine and I loved them they were like they're noise rocky alter- alternative noise alternative rock you know a lot of inst- uh, at this point a lot of instrumentals um I remember the guy breaking a string and it was this... like this epic moment where his string just popped off and you saw it it was like flying around the room while he's playing is this before or after you loved Primus um before or I didn't lo- I never think I ever loved Primus no but we I liked all... Primus but this is before, um, but you know, months I, before. I know
1: Slip did for sure. I love Primus. Oh yeah, I, I mean I like I like Primus.
0: Um, I purchased this album on the Edmonton band trip, Digglefest <laughs> '93. So. I
1: purchased Duke by Genesis. Sometimes. No, yes, so <laughs> I, I picked Machine, and I will,
0: for me this album, and I've said it uh, before, is that for me. The, that's the best four song opener on an album ever I love it this is like the summer of 93 for me the soundtrack yeah Mystery Machine so if anybody doesn't know Mystery Machine check them out because they're not bad they, they put out an album a couple of years ago um, they did a big comeback and it was pretty good hmm. um, I'm going to go here we're we're, 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 we're this might be the longest podcast we've ever done uh, um, the fourth one The fourth one yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Epic history of the Mezzanine sleepover Everybody uh, This Ooh, one, this going, one we're is, going to get kicked Out by security Going you guys. way back To three weeks ago yeah. <laughs> Reminiscent My uh, third
0: one here Is um, not at all A surprise for anybody Who knows me um, I will go with Pearl Jam And Versus From 1993 Really? Yeah Versus I love Versus Here's Leash
2: But for me, Vitology... I mean, 10 for me... You know what we're thinking about? What's... The well, number one year I always think about was 91. 91 for me was Metallica Black, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Nirvana Nevermind, Stone Devil Pilots Core, Pearl Jam 10. What the fuck? What was in the water in 1991? Like, I'm not... Know, I'm you got B- Bad Motorfinger, too. And Bad Motorfinger Soundgarden. Yeah, no. oh, shit.
1: I mean, there was a scene, right? Unreal. There was a, there was Seattle, it, for, for, for like four or five years before that, there was a scene just happening in seattle and again this is before the days of the internet where they get all nowadays they would all just pop up on yeah. Bandcamp or some site and you yeah. go th- and they break out from there but at this time someone had to discover it and then the first one came and it blew up so all of a sudden it was just like boom 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 all this great shit that if you go to seattle and you go to the experience music project uh which is like rock and roll hall of fame west basically yeah. there are bills for shows where it's like Soundgarden, Pearl Jam Alice in Chains And uh, yeah, for uh, four bucks at some club Yeah, at Off-Ramp mm, yeah. or something, it's nuts Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I picked Versus
0: specifically I mean, you could say, you could put 10, you could put Vitalogy, sure. You
1: could put No Code,
0: really, they're all great albums Vitalogy for me And, yeah. uh, you know, um, so And, and, and Yields, that's all the 90s yeah. albums by Pearl Jam yeah. um, For me, I, I mean, I heard the album I heard a lot of the album at Sunfest 93 Before it came out, when they played it And it was like this is fucking amazing Like I was like Oh my god It was so angry Right They were so angry Like it just It was this angry is album Is 93 or 94? 93 Are you sure? Yep
1: Yeah I'm gonna go with Jamie on this No one. it's 100% 93 It's got an obsessive memory I have
0: No and I have I have the I have the I mean I just watched it on YouTube And I have the VHS <laughs> And uh, yeah 94 <laughs> I was <not> Corrected. <laughs> and it's in my back pocket right now I got, yeah. I got the handbill right now I've got so the handbill still It's no, right I know I, I, It was a big <laughs> This was a big moment <laughs> in my life like it's probably one of the biggest sure. moments of uh, was Sunfest '93. So I heard this album. They were they were they were playing it, and what they were doing, they had been touring with Neil Young, eh? and so they were busting out on their own like uh, for a big long set because they'd been playing opening for Neil Young all summer, and Did they played started... Crazy Horse too. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, they were they were opening for Neil Young and Crazy Horse, and then they, they uh, there it is. Look at this on vinyl. I waited outside of Musicplex till at midnight. On uh, whatever October in October what, '93. What was signed this? What was
2: your first album that you guys actually went to the release, like at midnight at HMV or whatever, to get? What was the first one you've ever done, or if you have, you ever done that? Which I
0: came out first? Did In Utero come out before Versus? Because it's whichever one of those two that came out. So Nirvana's In Utero, I went and I bought the cassette 94? like an asshole. '93. 90, they both came
1: out in the in same utero? month. Okay. In a row Came out in the same month Mine was late And I didn't go to A midnight opening But um, I'm thinking of Money Banks be, The Wish Club Beautiful <laughs> Beautiful midnight I went to Record baron In St. Patel On a Monday night <laughs> After work yeah. And I was like beautiful, beautiful midnight's Coming out on Tuesday And I was like Do you, do you have it? Yeah. You, and the guy was like he sold it to me and you're not supposed to do that like no. I think there's a legal issue with doing yep. that no, there is. the guy sold me Beautiful Midnight on the Monday before it's released so that's
0: my favorite story about releases is when WWF No Mercy came out on, on N64 oh, and we <laughs> plotted to go down to the states to buy it before it came out in Winnipeg and we were so excited for it. We had a road and trip planned specifically road trip. to
1: buy this video game in the States. And get yeah. Cherry coke, And The yellow. day that we yes, were joined
0: the day we <laughs> were leaving, I went to Superstore and I saw it in the out in Winnipeg the day we were leaving, we still did the trip anyway. Superstore. So I so just
1: bought it at Superstore. He's like, ah, uh, sorry I have no mercy.
0: <laughs> so um, I bought the C D of this, which I never bought CDs, I always bought tapes in ninety three, so that was good. And uh, yeah, I just love it. Just Tape- absolute, s- absolute anger. Yeah. like just right out of the go go animal they slow it yes. down with some daughter yeah. and there's a couple tracks like that but to me solid front to back wma classic you know ends with indifference i love it um moving along uh i'm gonna go with and this is a this is an album that i didn't get into when it came out um it's smashy pumpkin siamese dream and i go with cherub rock because why not because it's the best song when did gish come out <laughs> 1991? One. It is not an awesome album That's, really album. That's a really good album. That's a really good album. It doesn't beat Siamese Dream, but no, Rick's right there. Dish is really um, good. I actually hated the Smasher Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, my That's friend, mandatory hater. Man. Mandatory hater. Yeah, he just, yeah. he hated everything, and so I kind of... Followed I hate everything, along, too. And he's like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I hate them, too. I never listened to them. I'm not a big fan. In 1995, mm-hmm. I bought the tape at, like, Eaton's. 95 was the 95 was the double tape. It was right before the big AM. double, so
1: it wasn't, it wasn't in the September. big plastic case. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I had the double tape. The, 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 for... the giant plastic case, like, but the long ones where they stick them in at the store, so it'd be really hard to steal them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and think of the CDs. Yeah, big fucking case, huge ones. Yeah, yeah. For me, this I, I
0: bought this on a whim. I don't even know I bought it in '95, and I was hooked, and I loved it. I loved it, I loved it. I just listened to it all the time. I love a score
2: changer right here.
0: Yeah. There's so much good about this the guitar solo and this is killer um, front to back again nice and thick I, I love it. it the Pumpkins never got this sound again no Gish was really good and Siamese Dream they had a very similar kind of sound to them and they never recaptured it and it's a shame because if they if they recaptured it now if, if Corgan <laughs> could do it again I would be like if I he would didn't, die. If you didn't have Gord Downey syndrome, where your voice gets really high Oh yeah, yeah. And, just it out and I mean anymore. he produced, he played almost everything. He didn't play drums. He play, played everything, they had all these issues in their band because oh, yeah. he did all. Um, just for me, just a classic. Never able to capture it again. Did Cameron uh, die? It.
2: What? I think Cameron die or something like that. Who's their who's their drummer again? Jimmy Chamberlain now. Uh, oh, Chamberlain, uh
0: they they had a keyboardist that died and they kicked Jimmy out of the band because he was doing drugs with them at the same time. Oh yeah. And then Jimmy came back. After they used a drum machine for a while, when they played in Winnipeg in '96, they had—I uh, can't even remember who it was—playing, uh, playing. It was a guy from Filter, I think, was playing drums. But mm. it was right <laughs> after, like they played in Winnipeg like two weeks after the guy—the has died and they kicked their drummer out. <laughs> and uh, no, Jimmy Chamberlain came back, and then he left, and now he's back again for like a fourth tour of duty or whatever. Oh, so.
2: I'm sorry, I was getting Cameron mixed up from Soundgarden.
0: Yeah, Matt Cameron, who's in Pearl Jam now. So yeah. there we go. But I've been in Pearl Jam for fucking. Almost 20 years.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, my last one is the crossover with uh, with The Big Man. It's uh, Matthew Band Underdogs. And again, I could choose... Beauty. I went with uh, Strangest One of All, which is my favorite song on this album. Um, the cascading, the, the guitar line up, you know, all the way down the, the neck. Uh, later
1: on, not right here, but... Um, this was the <laughs> easiest choice for me. It was like I slotted in immediately. Well, and you had... You used... I forget what it was, but... You had some blog or some site that was called Pop Community, right? Yeah, I had a Pop Community blog back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Which is from this song. Which is from this song. Yeah.
0: Um, for me, Underdogs is great front to back. The weakest moment for me is Middle
1: Class Gangsters, but it's not even that bad. It's pretty I'm good. I'm not a big fan of Rico. I used to love Rico. I was never a big fan of that song. That's probably the only one. I don't mind it now. Yeah. But at the time, I couldn't I couldn't take Rico besides one, that. One
0: of the things that bothers me the most, I have to say, and I don't know why, it's one of my, like, super fan, I'm a kind of a Matt Good super fan, um, is that he sold the rights to Indestructible. To some, oh. to somebody, I can't remember who it was, and I can. I'll, I'll post it on the blog, like, like
2: Glad Trash
0: Bags, or something. yeah, somebody. <laughs> he, he sold them. them no, he sold it to a European like pop group, mm. and they used it, and it was like. And I can't remember what group it was, but he he hated that song. Now Matt Good is a frustrating fucking guy mm-hmm. for some of the things that he like. You know, some of the things that he does or doesn't do or whatever. But that to me, I was like, that's egregious. I love Indestructible. Why doesn't he like it? But anyway. Um, I, I omitted a shit ton, right? Like, Absolutely. Oh, here talked about it. I omitted Super Unknown. I omitted uh, Inutero Never mind. Uh, I uh, check your head by Beastie Boys and oh, uh, and, uh, and um, uh, ill communication, uh, and OK Computer, like yeah. And only because there's like yeah. three songs on OK Computer, I could I could do without. Sure. But like, I was like, I gotta put it on because I gotta listen to it. But I was like, ah, it doesn't make the cut. Just a lot of good albums in the 90s for me. I'm like a 90s kid, right? Like just sure. everything was, that's when it all came to be and all came together for I me. I
2: think, think, about this too. Like we had, a, we had a whole hockey genre thing where we had ACDC, Face to Face, Rage, and then No Effects. Yeah, oh yeah, No Effects. Linoleum uh, is one of those things where it was so, if you didn't know No Effects, that would be the album someone would give you to Christmas. Yes, or whatever. absolutely. And, but Frank, man, what a solid album from front to back. Uh and even their like the I Heard They Suck Live album which put it all together and Maximum Rock and Roll. Uh where I don't know, it, Don't Call Me White is just still one of my favorite one of my favorite songs of all time. And no, it's just one of those things where you definitely not bring with you to an island. Uh it's not gonna get no. you any play.
0: No, it's but. not. It's not you know, like I agree but, with you. And I would say I know that you like the um I Heard They Suck Live because Miles High used uh one song off that album as his theme music. Yeah. I've I've cataloged all this in Excel, Excel spreadsheet. Just so you know, are you serious? It's terrible. There's it's no way you've done that. I have. Are you serious? I'm absolutely. I have match times, finishes. Um, is this a love? Is this
2: a love or is this a crossover it? into
0: autism? Uh, you know, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting that I actually kind of did that, because I, with severe ADD, it was really hard to keep on track.
1: So so we we end with some oh yes, yeah, very nice. You know what I was looking for other fully completely stuffed end this with, but this is the one that was easiest to grab. So sure. so we'll 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 uh We'll do our wrap-ups to this one. Uh You couldn't wrap up a lion. Sorry, brother. That would
0: have been
2: good, but this will do.
0: So, this is fun. This was a lot of fun for us. and it was fun for me too, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. How you having me on. Thanks for having me on your couch. We'll have to do it again. And then just
2: accidentally put a microphone in front of me. Because you
0: want a guy to talk about the intricacies of of music. This is one of your
1: guys to get. It is. No, it was good. That's why I did this list. Because 90s, man. Man, like listening Cause to... 90s man! We were, we were cruising around in the car, like two assholes, sometimes three assholes, was it listening, your, to, th- listening to th- tunes. To your friggin' Ultima? <laughs> the old Ultima. The old Ultima. <laughs> by the end, it oh, was case. like, you turn and it would like... That's <laughs> what happens when
0: you don't service it for decades.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Is
0: that the first Ultima or the second Black Ultima? Oh, that Ultima. was the first one. He- <laughs> It was the it was the ultimate
1: score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thanks, Elliot Grattan. Thanks, man. And uh, we we'll, thanks for everyone who stuck around for one hour and forty seven fucking minutes. Yeah, thanks, both you guys. All right, <laughs> both I, of our viewers must be thrilled. Yes. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Night,
0: peace. Let's just see
1: what the. dreamy dreams where the
0: high school's dead and starved It's a museum and we're all locked up in after dark The walls are lined all yellow, grey and sinister Hung with pictures of a parents' prime minister We came Pretty thing